This week on the Bamcast, Zipper Five Motherfuckers. One star, we're in. All right, and welcome to the Bamcast. Hey, Bamcast, Bamcast. episode three hundred twenty-four. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Doom. <laughs> so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. So what we do each and every week is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie, and we come here and talk about it for the first half. And we rate them: good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. You get one to five jocks and robot jocks. Robot jocks. Robot jocks. Yeah. Woo. But. However, there are bad, bad movies that stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. One to five bags is douchebags after Twilight. Hey. Ooh, Twilight's Boo, Twilight's good. Boo, indeed. So, uh, we... Well, we're doing... Apparently, we're doing Synergy Month or something. I don't know. It's the second hey, Synergy Week. It's synergistic. We were watching 2005... Serendipitous Synergy. Oh, ooh. 2005's Doom. Right. Doom. Because Doom. if you play them Vigi games, then a new Doom just Doom. came out this week. Right. Yeah. Doom. Synergy. Uh-huh. Doom. <laughs> Doom. I, let's get a pod summary. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Space Marines are sent to investigate strange events at a research facility on Mars, but find themselves at the mercy of genetically enhanced killing machines. Oh. <gasps> machines. They're not machines. They're no. More. They're more human than human. Were they trying to develop the perfect drug? Uh, <laughs> That's now we're crossing bands. <laughs> eh. So yeah, Doom. 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 Um starring The Rock. Yeah. Uh-huh. A Bamcast alum. Yes. For... Southland Tales. Yeah. <laughs> All oh, the way back the like three hundred and something episodes and ago. And the Scorpion King. And the Scorpion King. Uh-huh. And many, many, many mentions of Fast Five. Man, did we watch the Scorpion King? We sure did. We yeah, sure we did. did. Yeah. 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 We liked it. Yeah, it was dumb, fun, mm-hmm. and dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it was dumb, fun, and dumb, just like us. Yeah. Hey, speak for yourself. I just did. <sighs> Otherwise, there's only like... <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. This movie what broke just us. <laughs> We're broken people. Yeah. <sighs> Otherwise, there's only a guy named Richard Brake, who you would probably recognize if you saw him. Well, there's Carl he, Urban. Yeah, Carl Urban. But he's not a Bamcast alum. Oh, oh, okay. We're talking about Bamcast oh, alum. Yeah. Richard Brake. Richard Brake has been in Detention sorry. and Death Machine. I didn't realize. I could not tell you who which character he was in either of those movies. I didn't movies, realize we'd already seen movie was, movies with Dick Brake. Dick Brake. Yeah, but yeah, Carl Urban somehow. Yeah. Not a Bamcast alum. Well, he picks his roles well, I he guess. He makes real movies. Generally speaking, Yeah, yes. like Dread. And Doom. <laughs> Doom. And also, Rosamund Pike is in this. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't think a Bamcast alum either. Yeah, we never did. Uh, we never did. Tomorrow never dies, or not? Tomorrow never dies. Which one is it? Die another day. Yeah, I knew there was death in a title. Right. I like that movie. You're dumb, Chuck. That's a bad movie. <laughs> That's right. a bad bad movie. As oh, in okay. stay away. Oh uh, no! Which gets I did... one to five bags. As in no, no. bags after as Twilight. Die, no, no. Die that movie day. gets jocks because yeah. it's dumb. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, by the director of. Uh, whole bunch of crap like exit wounds <laughs> he does and, have a uh, whole film cradle to grave yeah. well he did the weird like um work with jet lee and then transition into dmx mm-hmm. yeah because it was like first it was like jet lee and steven seagal then it was like steven seagal and dmx and then it was like dmx and, and jet lee yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then in the last movie he made was street fighter the legend of chun lee yeah uh, which somehow we've never done i think because like it came out and every bad movie podcast was like street fighter legend of chun lee here's our episode right 
So it makes sense. They had the synergy that week. They did. We nine waited. years ago, however and long that was, we blew it. But yeah, <laughs> we have to wait for a new Street Fighter. Oh, we just missed it. Uh, shit. shit. Maybe when they patch it. Never. Never <laughs> happened. <laughs> All right. So yeah. video games. Oh what? Oh yeah. It's Doom. Uh oh. What did you guys play? <laughs> Doom. <played> some Doom. <laughs> yeah. Did you like it? Uh, for a video game, it was pretty short. For a movie, it seemed pretty long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We watched the unrated version of Doom. Doom! Eight minutes more footage of Ooh. doominess. Yeah. yeah. So much more dooming. Mm-hmm. It all, none of it felt out of place, really. I mean, there wasn't like, oh, I bet this scene was one of the deleted scenes. Yeah. It was all there, the there same was, bullshit. Yeah, some severing of limbs and some added nudity. Some helicopter blood. riding. Yeah, mm-hmm. gratuitous nudity, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, you know, things you don't want in a regular R-rated movie. Man. No. <laughs> yeah, you got to go totally, you know, unrated, unrated to have all those things. To see mm. demon boobies. But, you right. know, of course, this came boobies. out in 2005, which is like the height of I like when that brother. movie comes out on DVD. Oh, yeah. If it, it has to get an unrated version. Yeah. Why don't like, you just like, hold stuff back so that, you know, we've got something cool to put on DVD mm-hmm. and then HD DVD. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's that sounds like your right voice there. has ever been, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, just the, the, if they use that sound clip right there, yeah. it'd be like, man, everybody be like, won the battle, man. <laughs> yeah, be like Blu-rays. I just I felt... give me some HD DVD, <laughs> HD DVD <Yeah>. frog. <laughs> I felt the magic yeah. inside me. Mm. I had to let it out. Uh, oh, wait, yeah. is the HD DVD virus already inside? Oh, you? it's in all oh, of us. Yeah, no. it was it was it was but open source. Kind of Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> See, HD DVD was open source. That's why we all have the virus. But yeah. Blu-ray was closed. Right. Sony owns so, that. No one has. Goddamn that. Toshiba. Yeah. <laughs> so let me get this right. I'm the only person here who had not seen this movie in the past. Correct. That is that, correct. Yep, that, that is correct. However, your memories of this movie were identical to mine. <laughs> I remember pretty in. much. I remember the well. first person sequence. That was about it. I knew that was in it, but that is different than I. Like my brain somehow made it way cooler. Yeah, sure. like I remember it being awesome. Yeah. Well, we've we've not. learned a lot in these last eleven years <laughs> in filmmaking. Yeah. Um, so, but I guess we should probably start at the beginning of this movie. I, I guess. suppose because that's where movies start. Sure. Um. So I guess the first question we have to ask is: Have you seen Alien or Aliens or Predator? Okay. We'll throw that in the mix. I've seen all three of those multiple times. I, have I seen mean, those. those those two specifically, I would say. Okay. Because yep. um, if the answer is no and you have seen Doom, re- re-examine your life. <laughs> and two, if you have, then you don't need to see Doom because you've basically seen this movie. Yeah. Um, because this guy apparently watched those a billion times, which is fine, but then tried to replicate them because it's got the, the wacky space marines of, of aliens, you know, ragtag group, only mm-hmm. not remotely interesting like the people they got for aliens yeah not like cool like these guys know their shit and they all have quirks it's like they're probably one step away from being absolute criminals mm-hmm. uh at least one of them is probably a, a criminal yes yes <laughs> or future future men who has to register whenever he moves into a new neighborhood <laughs> yes yeah Accurate. if he survives this movie yeah there's one mental patient on the team <laughs> Who is just the absolute worst, and he has the teeth to go with it because it's like mm-hmm. you can't. It's weird. They're like glistening, but not fucked up. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. wait, is that dick break? Yes. <laughs> okay, because I mean, like now that like I'm yeah, starting, he was to, I'm realizing realizing he's been in other movies. Yeah, like, he's yeah. in. He was in Batman Begins. Okay. Yeah. He killed Bruce Wayne's parents That's in a right. scene that you may have heard happens yeah. in that movie. He Batman's was Joe Chill. Killed? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Batman's parents die in an alley, and they drop the pearls. They get really? shot by a guy 
Yeah. Coming out of the guy. theater. That happened in Doom? It's, that happened in <laughs> This is the guy. Yeah. Batman doesn't have parents? That's how, that's how you know. I know. Like you think. He's, was, he's a Batman. He was should Carl have parents, Urban Batman? Because right? yes. there was some shady shit going on there with his parents. And mm. Oh, boy, was there. There were also the... the wasn't there also a pair of orphans in this movie? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of orphans. Or- orphan. Yeah. Carl Urban was an orphan. Yeah. And so we, was his and, and, we all apparently and, weren't orphans because we couldn't really see this movie. We didn't have orphan vision. <laughs> right. We did and, Which is a, is a cross-reference and, uh, joke, by the kid. way, that doesn't make sense to half the audience. Also was an orphan. The shitty kid? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Huh. Wait, what the hell? But anyway. Yeah. Well, anyway, you've got anyway, your, yes, you've you've got got your, your ragtag group of space marines, and, and they do their, like, <clears throat> we're edgy, and we're introducing you to each of them. These are their personality quirks, and... Here's the psychopath, and here's yeah, the... Yeah, if you sat down and wrote a first draft script of, like, somebody's like, I need some lines for some mercs. Yeah. You would write everything that these fuckers say. Only if you're, like, don't... If you're not clever, like, you know, Shane Black or anybody cool. Just just find the guy at work or at school who always misquotes all the action movies. Yeah. And just write down everything he says. But gets the cliches dead right and says them all the fucking time. Like, mm. bag him and tag him. Oh yeah, like lock just, and load. Yeah, all that right. shit. Stay, stay frosty. <laughs> yeah, just all that garbage. That's all it. Yeah, here. for close yeah. encounters. Yeah, and then there's like, hey, yeah. remember that? Remember that guy in Predator who told jokes? Well, here's a guy. He's gonna tell a joke. Yeah. It's gonna be great. No. Yeah, but we're introduced <laughs> to all these guys, and fuck if we know who any of them are, except for yeah. the Rock and Carl, Carl Urban. Like, yeah, the rest of them are and these it, archetypes that we're loosely describing. This is 2005 era Rock, mm-hmm. who like he doesn't look right. <laughs> he's, he looks he's like, like baby face three times bigger now like <laughs> yeah. like three times more human yeah the rock well he got injected with that stuff at the end of this movie uh, clearly because <laughs> in this it's like it's almost disturbing to look at him and be like why is the rock so skinny yeah which he's not no. he's fucking jacked but no. the rock nowadays is like twice as much rock yeah like someone <laughs> inflated the rock and there's extra rock now <laughs> but instead of using air they used just a yeah. shitload of muscles yeah like cod they just inflate him yes. with cod, <laughs> baked cod. <laughs> That's all the man eats. Oh, okay. He eats like twenty pounds of cod a day. Well, he and he, then he works out. He went on this trajectory of like he was a full time wrestler and he was jacked and huge, and mm-hmm. then he just transitioned into movies and slowly started to just become almost normal human being. And then like once all that Disney shit was over and he started making cool movies again, he was yeah. like, "Fuck this, I'm getting jacked," and then went way off the chart. Now so, with him, was it like Fast Five? Was the time everyone was was suddenly like, "Holy shit." Yeah. The Rock, like... Yes. What happened? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was, like, he was bigger in, like, the rundown, but that's... That's before this. It's before this, yeah. yeah. He was still coming off, like, wrestling yeah. style. Because that was, like, WWE... That was when, like, WWE still had to produce all of his shit. Right. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm surprised they didn't have a hand and in this. Because he, he's built as The Rock. Yeah, this is at the tail end of that, because that was before they got into the whole, like... Right. Oh, you can't use you that. Can't you can't use be Dwayne Johnson. belongs to us. I mean, you yeah. could Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why then they started producing his movies, like, Walking Tall and stuff like that, because... He yeah. had to be billed as The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But anyway, yes, The Rock's in this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He sure is. And Carl Urban is like, he's basically kind of, kind of being told not to go on the mission by The Rock because he's, he's the Sarge. He's, you know, in charge of this group. And we're not really sure why, but it's just like. He's you, got memories. Yeah. You bad things. You shouldn't go there because, you know, things. And he's like, yeah, whatever. And then at the very last second, of course, gets on the plane anyway. You yeah. know, like, we're going, fuck it. I'm going anyway. Yeah. And something about he someone there is belongs to him sure like, do you think she's still up there mm-hmm. right yeah it's all stupid it's been and, 10 years you know, yeah. 
It's all stupid and fast and poorly edited and with crunchy guitar of the whole thing. Yeah. So like it's it's all just 2005 bullshit. Like it's just like <laughs> it's just let's just Mountain Dew the fuck up this movie here. And yeah. um, the worst sin of the whole thing is that it's it's poorly lit. Right. Like I can oh, forgive yeah. all of that other stuff, but you you poorly light all your shit. Fuck you. That's. And but, that's the whole fucking movie. Uh, you know, we've got a psychopath. We've got a couple of, non, you know, several nondescript guys. We've got one guy who we only find out later in the movie is like super religious and is like cuts himself if he takes the Lord's name in vain. And then we got like the new kid. You oh, know, yeah. It's literally called it's a like kid. Nine kid. years yeah. old. Yeah. And, you know, but then there's like several dudes that are just completely nondescript. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, Asian dude named Mac, two black guys. It's like they, they literally <laughs> yeah. have nothing going for them. It's just like, you know, like one guy hits on ladies and one guy is stoic. <laughs> that's that's like literally yeah. the best. Yeah. yeah, one dies. The one, one guy's, guy's basically like the second predator. In, right. Yeah. He's, he's the second in command. <laughs> right. Yeah. But he's not built Duke from predator. No. But, but is like, his name Duke, though? It, Isn't that, that the guy might Duke? Be Duke which, no, Duke. Duke was the one. The ladies man. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah. Well, then that's really fucking confusing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, I'm just saying, like, like their extended roster of Marines are very generic. And yes. there's, there's no Lady Marines or anything like that. No. No. There's only one lady in the whole movie. Right. No, well, there's two. A couple. There's, 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 there's the other doctor lady who oh, had the a naked husband. Lady. Oh, oh, and the naked lady. There was lady, also yes. the one assisting. The yeah. Rosalind oh, the one Pike. looking for Steve. Yeah. yeah. Steve's <laughs> wife. But, yeah. So, like, they all board a plane and they go to a place. Helicopter. And, and, we're, and we're then, like, okay, they board a helicopter. and <laughs> A space helicopter. Like, they all get on this elevator and it's very confusing because they elevator. get... Elevator. <laughs> Remember <laughs> these things from when we were talking about them earlier. Sure. Mm-hmm. They all get on this elevator and we don't really understand where they're going. I mean, our opening shots... I, I should I should back up because I want to say the opening shots are of space and it's a, a female uh, uh, narrator mm-hmm. and it's like it's very reminiscent of Dune, <laughs> which is <laughs> makes it a confusing opening for Doom. <laughs> mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. But, but it ends on like Mars. So you're like, well, I guess we're going to Mars. Right. But like they're getting on a helicopter and then they're getting on an elevator. Yeah, it's well, like the hel- universal logo is Mars. Mars. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying like none of this makes sense because like you're on a helicopter, then you're on an elevator. How does this get you to Mars? Well, they keep saying they're going to the Ark. Right. And so they, they get to this thing that pops up out of the ground and these doors open. You're like, wait, is this a weird space elevator that takes you to Mars? Sure. No, it's just an elevator that takes you well, down to the basement somewhere. God, the way they pose and like have it rise up like a fucking yeah. 2001 monolith. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. They're and the whole thing, and then it's the like whole thing is CG, like bad oh, yeah. CG. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, no, this is just an elevator that goes to their base. Right. right. On Earth. Yes. Just down below. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, what it turns out is, like, the Ark is this place down below, kept underground, mm-hmm. and it's some sort of teleportation goo that can... It's like Galaxy Quest technology. Mm-hmm. It's just goo shoots out and envelops you and then fucking shoots you to Mars. Yes. Yeah. And, and, they and, never and all they're really it. told is that there's some kind of, of containment thing on Mars, yeah, and they right. have to go there to... Yeah, there's a thing that's gone wrong. Yeah, to get things in order. Deal with it. But, like, the, the teleportation device... Is never explained except for at like one point an hour into the film where someone just says something like, yeah, they found this thing. And yeah, they've been using borrowed technology from Mars and they're like, yeah, this seems fine. Yeah. So they just found this thing and now they're shooting each other back and forth. Well, Mars yeah, that, that's what they said in the opening narration. <laughs> oh, well, see, I was so yeah. confused by what the hell was going on. I wasn't yeah. listening. To was that they it was just it was yeah. a portal. Oh, well, that's okay. all. That's all they said is a portal. Well, cool. And yeah, and they show and the one guy there who's got like a robotic bottom half <laughs> whose name is Pinky. Pinky. Who, if you've played Doom. Reference to Doom. You know what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we made our own Easter egg list for this movie, which was basically like, 
this movie is related to the game Doom. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but that dude is um, I, he was in like the early Guy Ritchie movies and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, you, you'd recognize him, maybe. Yeah, he, but, they, he just but disappear off the face of the earth. But. They make a point to say, hey, if you go through the portal wrong, you can get your legs ripped off like Pinky here. Mm-hmm. Right. To which they have a brief flashback to Pinky's legs getting ripped off. Yeah. Which Just the for time, the sake of showing, which apparently was added in the unrated version. Oh, okay, because that was that was odd, because it felt like there were just bonus legs yeah. showing up. I thought like, <laughs> oh shit, one of the guys got fucked coming through. Yeah. But no, that or was like a magically Pinky's legs came back. Yes, yeah. like, oh, here they oh, are. <laughs> God, I've been without these things for like 10 years. I better get to surgery. <laughs> yep. Yep. Suddenly, I can feel them again. <laughs> <laughs> right. It never goes away. Yeah. But they, they basically ache. my phantom pain is bad. They pop into basically this this corporate lobby of this place that looks like the lobby that they just left. Yeah, it looks the yeah. same. It's this big yeah. circular room with a bunch of right. like AOL logos and we all don't, over it. We don't know. I mean, we assume we're on Mars now because that's what you think the movie's going to take place. And mm-hmm. and out comes, yeah, she didn't have to go through the teleportation. Out comes Rosamund Pike and it's mm-hmm. like, I'm going with you into the containment area. Yeah. And they're like, why? She's like, because I'm science lady and we need some science. So <laughs> shut up. Listen to your CO. Yeah, and, and she really talks down to Carl Urban. Sure. Right, which we find out very quickly. He's a, he's her brother. Yeah. Yes, he is. I, and I kind of like that they did the brother-sister thing and not like, she's his ex-wife and now they right. hate each other. Yeah. No, they hate each other because they're twins, apparently. Yeah, sure. The, the best part about the, the whole thing is that there is absolutely no romantic element to this movie whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And really... Aside from the Duke hitting on her. but Yeah, but I mean, and really there's no like... There's barely any of her, like, in total distress, must go save the woman kind of thing. Yeah. Like, for the most part, Carl Urban does not give a fuck about her at all. Mm. Like, they leave her alone on several occasions, yeah. and it's just like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> You're a science lady, just mm-hmm. who gives a shit? But yeah, she gives them the briefing, which is they show the video of Dr. Carmack. Easter egg. Huh? Huh? <laughs> he was one of the guys who made Doom. Oh. Carmack. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like the video of him going oh sh-, like just freaking out yeah. shit's fucked that, that we saw happen in the beginning <laughs> shit's fucked where a lady gets her arm ripped off trying to get away from a demon Carmack that you don't out. see yeah because yeah. there's they it's, spend a while not showing you anything that, you right. know they no it, it's it's there's so much like background almost event horizon-y shit going on in this movie but it never it's, ne- it's like no one ever saw event horizon they just heard about it and so they're like, oh, let's just kind of do that thing. People like mm-hmm. that movie. But it's also vague and nondescript for such the longest time where you never know what the hell has happened. Well, and it's it's very tough to tell the geography of this place. Yeah. Because there's like a sci- like a health, you know, like infirmary type room where they're studying people. But there's also like it seems like they are supposed to have gone a long ways away. But then they're back in the science room like a minute later. Mm-hmm. So it's you're never clear how big this place is, even though they show a map that's basically the same layout as the map in Doom when you beat the level. But it's 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 a this is just a strange movie as far as that goes. Sure. Where it's very much like it's it's very loosely cobbled together as script wise, because it's like, all right, well, we gotta go find the things. We got to see what's going on here, and the, like the first forty-five minutes, once they leave that that research room, is just well, it's relentless. It's just go, go, go the whole time. Yeah, and it never stops for a second to tell you what the hell is happening. Mm-hmm. 
they, they're kind of muttering at each other through all the darkened quarters and everything, but it's always just like a thing has happened. And the, and most of the space Marines are like, well, it's probably just a disgruntled employee with a gun, you know, mm-hmm. and then it just becomes a bunch of things, shadows moving that they shoot at for a while. No one can really tell what's happening, yeah, it's, including it's us. Literally 30 minutes after they get, they, they arrive, they go past the quarantine zone. They're in the quarantine zone. They see some bloody shit, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, things that are, <laughs> Not, things like, that are bloody. <laughs> yeah, things that are bloody. And it's like, they're all kind of like, oh, well, this is weird. Let's poke at all of it. Mm-hmm. Not really remotely have any pretense of actually having a you know, quarantine type thing. Mm-hmm. We're not remotely covered or anything like mm-hmm. that. Um, so we're going to poke at it and then just walk around darkened corridors, pointing their guns and randomly firing at hoses and rats and things that you see in a science place. Yeah. And that goes on for a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah, eventually they find Dr. Carmack but he's like holding the one woman's hand that got severed and mm-hmm. he's kind of just losing his shit and mm-hmm. he's just been driven crazy. Right. He's got a big gaping wound on his neck yeah. and then he like rips his own e- ear off when they start to approach him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, whoa, Boy, yeah. whoa. <laughs> hey buddy, it's yeah. going to be okay, <laughs> man. <laughs> Come with us. Yeah. He's there, Julius Caesar. We yeah. don't want to lend you our ears. <laughs> yeah. So they just yeah. wrap a blanket around him. It's like, come on, man, let's mm-hmm. go. Uh, yeah, and they, uh, <laughs> taking him back, like they take him back and leave Rosamund Pike and Duke, Duke, to like kind of guard the area. And they also established that there's some of the doors are like biometric nano doors, nano, nano doors. doors. <laughs> yeah, because they get kind of clear, but they're like a gooey thing you can just kind of walk through. Yeah, they're basically guess, walls until you activate the nano door. <laughs> I guess that's an Easter egg to hidden walls in Doom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Or it's some dumb sci-fi shit in this movie. Yeah. Just, just like we it need. does give them the good excuse to get attacked later. And, you know, of course, shut the, the biometric door on one of the things. They that make good stuck use in the door. of those dumb walls. Yeah, they really do. Uh, but yeah, they hang out in the lab for a while, just like poking at Dr. What's his face and <laughs> at, at other specimens and stuff. I mean, they're, they're just I don't know. She's she's apparently been up here the whole time, but really has absolutely no idea what's going on either. Mm-hmm. And it's just, no, she's she might as well be like a, a mailroom clerk right. or something. She's mm-hmm. clueless to whatever yeah. the hell is going I mean, on. Yeah, the only exposition they give is that they are studying this stuff that like the stuff they found up there, this old ancient alien that they named Lucy, because, mm-hmm. you know, that's what you do when you find something ancient. It's mm-hmm. missing link. Yeah. And it has 24 chromosomes. Humans have 23. So this one was superhuman. Yeah. Something was better about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's special. Yeah. And so they're like, well, so there were things on Mars and they and the backstory is like there were normal things on Mars with 23 chromosomes. And then at some point, the civilization started injecting itself with super shit and it it worked for some and then didn't work for others. And then I guess mm-hmm. that's how we got here, because now there's monsters. Yeah, but we don't even know that until the very end, basically. Right. I know. I'm, yeah, just, I'm just saying like that's that's the explanation. It's like, yeah, we found this weird chromosome shit and we were just like fuck it let's start shooting up and see what happens because mm-hmm. yeah. we're, you know, we're science yeah <laughs> yes it's the only way to learn we're here for science and- yeah. but so much of it is is the guys going off in pairs and mm-hmm. just yeah. shooting at vague shadows and then it's like a long in the dark. Time. it's literally it's the dumbest shit because they they pair the psychopath of the kid which oh, of course yeah. the site you know it's like he's saying all the worst things you can say to a kid who's never been on a mission and, you know and the kid is immediately like got any drugs crazy yeah. man I need something to call mm-hmm. my nerves. Well, because the guy's been fucking with him for the past, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. 20 minutes of the movie, but probably several hours in actual time. Yeah. So I want him giving me drugs. Well, I'll just say like <laughs> he's, he's freaked him out. Now he's shooting at shadows and like, he's like, man, you got anything to call me down? And yeah. so of course he, he has some pills, gives him you know, drugs. some little yeah. helpers. And that's when they come upon the naked lady. 
Mm-hmm. Who, are the, who are the guys that go, oh, we just hit the jackpot. Yeah, because they're trying to find the rest of the body that the doctor, Dr. Carmack, was holding mm-hmm. onto the hand. Yeah. Like, the, the Rock orders them to go find what that hand yeah. was attached to. Yep. So they, they're like, oh, we found her. Uh, but they're just, it's a locker room, and there's just obviously naked ladies standing there, and they're both just like, duh. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a dumb future where no one has evolved, including video games, by the way. Which- yeah, we didn't mention that. <laughs> on their on their flight up in the helicopter, they're, or actually when they were sitting in the base, um, guys playing like, I don't know, it's... It's Galaxian 2, but it's a dedicated... It's from like the late 70s. Yeah. Right. One it's, of those little handheld. Yeah, it's like a dedicated handheld that only plays one dumb game and makes bleep blop noises. Yeah. <laughs> The future. <laughs> of course. Not you, Gleep. You're one of the good ones. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Yeah. But uh, they, they end up having to kill her because she immediately attacks them. They, one of the guys, eventually, the, the religious guy, mm-hmm. who he, he kicks something down a stairwell that just goes bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Went the trolley. Yeah, he goes, God <laughs> damn it. And so and because he swore, he, he has to take funny. he has to take the extra forty five seconds to sit there and carve a cross in his right, arm. Because he took the Lord's name that we know he's religious. Mm-hmm. And the other guy And his, also psychopathic, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's just like everyone on this. Yeah, because when know. you got a team that's the best of the best, yeah. they're all fuck ups. You need you need a cutter and you need a crazy guy who's going to give you maybe drugs. These, maybe these guys were just the fucking Suicide Squad. We didn't even and know. That's like, what it like, seems they all have like. like a little chip in their head, just like I don't know. Go it's, there and shoot everything, it, or we'll push. Well, the a button. one guy does mention like I didn't sign up to. I, I signed up to serve my country, not to save protect a some corporate yeah, not interest. To yeah. yeah, that was Dick Break, the crazy one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he suddenly has a moment so one of clarity. Time he, he speaks sense. Yeah, but yeah, I, uh, but yeah, that guy eventually gets attacked by one of the the demon guys which i guess are supposed to be like the imps from doom they look like the ones from doom 3 sure i'm just yeah i, don't I remember the game sorry yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah but that's that's basically what they look like and that's pretty much the only aliens you're gonna see you know or demons or whatever is like the no, same caco demon yeah nope no caco <laughs> demon no cyber demon nope no uh there was one pinky <laughs> Yeah, there was pinky. literally. Yeah, later. <laughs> well, but yeah, but, yeah. but basically they use this one. He had no set of footprints. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. You, yeah. It's only one set of tire tracks. <laughs> Poor Pinky. But yeah, they they have like they have basically one costume that's vaguely alienish, as far as like the xenomorph from Alien. Yeah. Uh, there's some dudes that have just kind of like turned into the guy in RoboCop who fell in the nuclear waste. I mean, there's just Kinda. some, some like mid transition. There's a lot of like, what just... kind of waste? <laughs> <laughs> no, Robert. <Cop>. Oh, <laughs> but, but it's very much like they're basically just zombies running around unless you see the, the imp doom things. Well, later it's, it's nothing but fucking zombies, but yeah, before is... they're still kind of like, there's a bit of creativity to the design. Mm hmm. At first, but it's, they they and they avoid showing it in any sort of light sure. because you know this place they avoid showing anything in yeah, any sort of light because <laughs> this, of course, being a horror quote unquote movie, is nobody like there are light switches that work. Mm-hmm. They demonstrate that the light switches yeah, work. Power, in these power places. is some of them totally functional. This Most place has place. power. Every yeah. time they hit a light switch to try to turn a light on, it works. Yes. Yes. So I don't know why they never hit any of the light switches. Yeah. It, well, 
Yeah. Well, this is like the future the station where we have teleporter technology. I'm pretty sure there's a master switch somewhere right. that somebody Just, could go click. Hey, and, computer, turn the fucking lights on. I yeah. can't see a fucking yeah. thing. I, Thank can, you. I can almost do that now. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I had a couple more dollars, I could do that now. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I got could yell at dollars in my pocket. I'm saying, I could yell at my light bulbs now. This is this mm-hmm. technology yeah. is available right now. All right, we here's two dollars. Yell at your light bulbs. Right. <laughs> this is the year 2046. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, yeah. No, yeah. this is 2016. No, I'm no, talking this, about Doom. Doom. Oh, okay. You realize this, this movie's this the future is not that far off, man. We're gonna have a, a rewatch in 30 years. Yeah, and God, I hope it. not. Just be like, look at this. They <laughs> don't even have lights. We're gonna wheel into the. <laughs> I don't remember the shit from five, ten years later. I'm not gonna remember anything in 30 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But I mean, uh, remember anything, when anything. we didn't have the I mean, hollow anything. internet? <laughs> <laughs> you can tell how much we want to talk about Doom. Uh, yeah, we really <laughs> don't. Well, yeah. because uh, we, the, we we could shave yeah. a whole hour off of them wandering yeah. through darkened halls. Yeah, a lot of them just get killed. Yeah, in right. dumb and ways because they keep splitting up. Yeah, but like, okay, so like the one great thing that happens during this is that they at some point they have found like this containment cell, which is just a hole in the ground. Mm-hmm. And at one point, one of the dudes is getting chased by a thing, falls into it. The thing comes in after him. Yeah, this is the big bigger of the two black guys, the yes. Bill Duke looking guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not the one named Duke though. Right, and this <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's so very confusing. Yeah. Uh, this turns into like an arena brawl. Between the two. Yeah. And so because it is the future. The cage. Yeah. There's a fucking CRT monitor computer in here um, that the dude fighting the, the doom monster just starts like he picks up the cables that are attached to this monitor and just starts swinging it around his head. Like, yeah. just come on, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes horribly wrong. It doesn't pay off in any way like it should. But he eventually like shoves this pipe through the thing up against this electrified wall. And that's mm-hmm. how he almost gets out. But then the thing escapes and drops him. Sure. And- He's he. <laughs> I actually like this part because he. This whole scene was cool. I mean, he like he. So he jams the pipe up against the up against the demon yeah. and jams the demon against the wall and then wedges it against the other side of the cage. Mm-hmm. And you get this nice effect of like the electricity yeah. going through both sides mm-hmm. as he starts to climb up a chain. Right. Like hand over hand climbing up this chain. He's like, ah, I made it. And the demon's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> and just rolls the pipe up like, yeah. Like from end to end, starts rolling it up, and is like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm gonna get you, son of a bitch!" Mm-hmm. And grabs the chain and snatches the chain down, it down yeah, yeah. and the guy splats on the ground and is the he did yeah. he was off the chain. Yes, yes, yep. That was a good scene because it had some light. Uh, yes, there was a guy in a good suit and mm-hmm. some good electrical effects. Yeah, and, and he fucking a, swung a yeah, CRT monitor, swung around. a CRT monitor over like a his head. Ball and chain. Yeah. <laughs> there was someone with a like a. a Battle axe with yeah. a CRT monitor, yeah. that, wildly flailing. Uh, that it. part I was like, "Yeah, all right, <laughs> this yeah. is this scene's all right." Right. Um, the only other real notable thing that's going on during all this is that the Rock is getting increasingly pissed off at the lack of information about anything that's going on, mm-hmm. and he's just yelling at Doctor Lady the whole time, just like you know, what the fuck is that? What the fuck are you doing? And then they'll like open up a body bag with a monster, and it's like, what the fuck is this? You know, mm-hmm. it's just constant. He's mad because his dudes keep dying, and he's mad that he doesn't have any explanation as to what's going on. That keeps escalating, and that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, There's also um, Dick Break, the the creepy psycho guy, decides he, he needs to take a shit break, and um, <laughs> well, <laughs> but he's not really. He goes yeah. in to secretly call be- because what happens is is that the Rock is like, okay, everything's fucked. 
get everyone off this station, seal the ark. The, these things don't get back to Earth. Right. Mm-hmm. The, we are the last line of defense. And that's when some of them are like, whoa, hey, hold on. We didn't sign up for this death mission. Yeah. Um, especially Dick Brake, mm-hmm. who he sneaks off to the bathroom and sends out a secret message. And calls in for backup. Yeah. Because there's a whole, when they evacuate everyone, this is also one of those like, wait, how did everyone get here so quick? What's going on? Right. But yeah, they get, he, he when he evacuates him, he says like, yeah, it's a quarantine. There's no backup coming. And yeah. Dick Brake's like, no, we need backup. We, yeah. We're calling him in. He's like, we are the backup, you dumbass. Yeah. And he's his whole thing is just basically like, no, I didn't sign up to die here. Yeah. This is dumb. I'm not right. doing it. So. But mm-hmm. he's he's in a stall. And this is this was one of the, the many shifting motivations of this movie that I didn't understand is he's in a bathroom and, and it goes like you think. He's in a stall mm-hmm. and he hears a noise and he goes to get his gun and like a dumbass drops the magazine and it slides all the way across the floor. Like, you know, he's in one side stall and it slides mm-hmm. all the way to the other side. Yeah. Of like, you know, seven stalls in a row. Yep. And so he starts, instead of going out of the stall and just being like, fuck it, whatever's out there, I'm going to face it. He starts crawling under the stalls, gets the magazine, reloads his gun. And then like, I think he sees a cat or some shit. Or, I mean, it's one it's of a, the, it's a rat. Oh, it's the rat from yeah. one of the, from the lab, you yeah. know, that keeps showing mm-hmm. up. Um, so he's just like, yeah, of course, whatever. Ha ha ha. And, that's when, you know, of course, demon attacks him from the you know, ceiling, you know, alien style and rips him up through the ceiling. Now mm-hmm. he drops his communication slash camera device and we see Pinky, the wheelchair guy back and he sees him and he sees him getting yanked up into the ceiling. Well, the and monster is smiling the, slash laughing at him. Yeah, but the, the doom monster has taken him by the feet and is just sort of slamming him back and forth the against stall. the wall. Right. And you, so you just see his head with all his crazy hair hanging down, mm-hmm. just going, ah, and Pinky's watching it kind of going, ah. cackling. Yeah, he's cackling. He's almost <laughs> cackling at it. I'm and like, there's no point to what Pinky's doing because Pinky's basically the guy monitoring all their video feeds. He's just right. shouting out things, you like, know, but it's, but it's not even, it's, he, he does he's, nothing for them. Yeah, he's not know. part of the team. He's part of the science facility. He's not a soldier. He's, yeah. you know, half a person. He's a other yeah. half is a robot yeah, wheelchair. And, and the rock or whoever gave him a gun at one point is like, if anything comes through, kill it. And, he's a, like, gr- and ah, a handful of grenades. And, yeah, and a grenade. <laughs> and he's like, nuke the room if anything gets through. And it's like, but I'm just saying, he's like, like, I'm not a soldier. Yeah. I'm a dude in a wheelchair. All man. I'm saying is this is weird. He's watching the video feed of this guy dying and he's almost laughing at it. Yeah, it maybe he's, like, he's heard the exchanges the entire time and he's like, Good. Fuck this guy. He gets what he deserves. I don't know. Fuck it's, him. It seemed like this was time for this guy's heel turn of like he's in on the the Martian mutation sure. bullshit, but that never it happened. Never comes so. up. But anyway, so like basically everybody's been picked off. I think the only people left are the Rock, Carl Urban, Roseman Pike, and then like various degrees of dead dudes like kind of coming back or not quite. Dead. Yeah, like the, like, like, the, like the Asian guy gets his head chopped off oh, like, yeah, without we, even... We didn't see him for like half an hour and then he shows back up It's like, oh yeah, Mac. Yeah, that he's guy. part of the team. Well, and, he was hanging out with Pinky and yeah. then at one point The Rock was like, we need you and he's like, I'm, I'm here and then yeah. as soon as he's there, the monster's like, he fucking rip. chops his head off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, pretty much everyone's dead. Uh, but like the, the super religious guy comes back to life for a second and is like a demon dude inside of a quarantine room and is like banging his head up against the wall you know, while uh, Duke um, and Roseman Pike are like watching him. Yeah. And he yeah. also makes the sign of the cross. Right. Yes. Before but, smashing his head. And, and, and the thing, the, the notable things about the scene is one, you know, like nobody's really reacted properly to anything that's going on here. No. I mean, I mean, Rock getting angry is kind of a reaction, I suppose. But like all of a sudden, I don't know if it was their director or she was just like, fuck it. I'm an actress. Roseman Pike is like decides to react like a real person to this demon thing slamming its head up, up against mm-hmm. the glass while everyone else is just fucking stone faced. Yeah. You know, I don't give a fuck about what's going on. She like does her very good blood curdling, you know, scream at yeah. this shit. Mm-hmm. And then basically she figures out like 
he offs himself. He knows he's turning, and he offed himself voluntarily. He wasn't completely gone. Mm-hmm. He knew it was happening, and that, that's why he was didn't made the sign of the cross. Yeah. And, yeah. they, and that was just after. So there had been some shenanigans with the nano door uh, to where uh, Dr. Carmack had turned into a bigger monster, yeah, full blown demon. And, and they didn't know it was him. chase them down the hallway. They got through the nano door and then shut it halfway through mm-hmm. him. So there's yeah. this half monster. He got telefragged. Yeah. He's stuck in the door. And for like the next 20 minutes, when you just see it in the background, just kind of like moving its hand and kind of growling, and they're all just not paying any attention to (laughs) it at all. Mm -hmm. And so The Rock eventually comes back to the room, and he's looking at this thing, and he's like, what? And then he's looking at his guy who was dead already, who was dead again. He's like, how did... What with this thing on the what that? Yeah. Also, how and, and they, she's wait. also doing an autopsy on the one that they brought back, right. and that's when the rock initially was like, "What the fuck is happening yeah. here?" And she's like, "I honestly don't know." Right. But she does an autopsy and realizes that the guy that she's finding the lungs, the heart, everything, and the appendix has been removed. Yeah. And she's like, "Wait a minute." Yeah. And then they realizes that the Carmack frozen in the wall is missing an ear, mm-hmm. and that's how they know it's the people are now. Yes. Been, how are, how are they getting in and out of the room without turning off the nano door? There's another door on the other side. Yeah. That's uh, why the geography of this whole thing is fucked because... Well, I just realized that. Like, if you like, remembered the uh, <laughs> maps from the original Doom, you would understand the geography of this better chuckles. Okay. <laughs> All, I mean, they made a big point about, I don't want to have to go through that door, and yet they made everyone go through that door. There was a and door then, on the other side that was normal, that let them mm-hmm. go right. everywhere I'm saying else. It, when people were complaining about having to go through that door, why didn't they just go around and leave the... The, it's just the one guy they were uh, rushing monsters. to the they were yeah. rushing to the medical bay right mm-hmm. and that was the quickest i assume <laughs> that they were that that was the quickest way and it was just the one guy who yeah. didn't really want to go through sure. the nano door okay. he was like nano doors i don't do nano doors yeah even though then he does nano doors. yeah, then he, yeah. Does then nano he totally doors. does i'm nano more doors. of a i'm more of a zoom door kind of guy yeah yeah but like when he's looking for that <laughs> nano door he Whoa. will go through the nano door <laughs> But this is when the rock Sorry, is basically like, out. "All right, we're shooting all these fuckers in the head, and then we're leaving." Because mm-hmm. then that's it. Like he's like, "Okay, wait a minute. If this monster's the doc, this doctor, and this monster's that doctor, that's it. There's no new monsters here. It's mm-hmm. just these these doctors we came to save. So we're shooting all these things in the head, and that's it. We're done. Game over. We're going home." Yeah, but that that quickly becomes like, "Well, you know, fuck all these demons. They're all a lost cause. Let's get out of here. To let's kill everyone." Because we don't know who's infected and who isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because she she lays it out for him. She's like, okay, this. Is, they they watch a video that I, I guess she had not seen either. No, she's of like the initial no experiment. Of of yeah, yeah, the initial experiment is like there was this crate, like this guy on death row, mm-hmm. and they brought him up there and they injected him with the C twenty four, which is the twenty fourth chromosome. Right. Clever. Yeah. And uh, then I, I've then, seen I've seen twenty four. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. That, that was a good reference that they made there. <laughs> But uh, um, actually, it's an Easter egg. Oh, sorry, an Easter egg. My Get bad. it right or yeah. pay the price. Things I missed about the Doom movie in 2005. Yes. But uh, yeah, so they show him like, you know, they inject the dude and then 45 minutes later, he's mutating, going crazy. And and somehow she determines that if you're a good person, it makes you she's smarter. And if you're okay. evil, it turns you into a demon. When, when we, Dr. Carmack got stuck in the wall it shot its demon tongue out into the room at them. So she's been experimenting experimenting on it. She has it on a table and she takes like one dude's brain serum and rubs it over the top of it and the thing goes blah. Mm -hmm. And then she rubs another dude's brain serum over it and it doesn't do anything. So she's like, maybe this stuff only turns like people who are fucking psychopaths into monsters Mm -hmm. and it turns good people into 
super good people because <laughs> she's like there's 10 percent of the human genome we don't know anything about maybe that's the soul <laughs> Yeah, whatever. And mm-hmm. so the the monster juice turns ba- bad people worse <laughs> yeah. and good people better. So that's her operating theory. So she's like, okay, some of these people we may not have to shoot in the head. They may be okay. We do our science with a mat. <laughs> Let me jump to these conclusions. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, okay, maybe not everyone's going to turn into a, a demon monster. So let's not shoot them all. And the rock's like, fuck that. We're shooting everything. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then they get they do what they can and they get back out to the lobby and then it's like oh shit the thing broke through the door yeah they hear that and they're running to it like yeah. oh shit close it down close it down oh we're too late yeah and pinky's not there and, and they've clearly like the monster's gone back mm-hmm. so yeah like like they've evacuated mars base which includes the decontam or the contamination area mm-hmm. and the lobby where pinky is yep. and the teleporter thing mm-hmm. so it has gotten out to the lobby murdered the couple of people that were remaining and gone back to earth yes earth lobby earth so they all zip back to Earth. Yeah, they zip mm-hmm. back to Earth, and everyone's dead there too. Like, yeah, they just they, well, in, in their lobby, just everyone's fucking dead. Yeah, and and the rocks basically just like, all right, well, we gotta kill the rest. Yeah, we gotta we, we gotta kill everyone. Yeah, yeah, we, so we, we have we have like one hour left on the containment, which was like a six hour containment lockdown mm-hmm. before the doors just automatically open. We can't post, we can't postpone it, make it longer because I don't know science. We have shitty science yeah. going on here. Procedures so. or something. Yeah, and all that's left at this point is the rock, Carl Urban. The sister and the kid. Yeah. They're the only ones who make it back to Earth. Well, sort of. Of that group. Yeah. The reason that Pinky was laughing at the dude is foreshadowing. Is it? Yes. Okay. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But, um, so they get back and, you know, Carl Urban and The Rock are kind of arguing about it. He's like, well, no, the stuff, some of the people are good. They're fine. They're not infected. And he's like, doesn't matter. The Rock is just increasingly like, yeah, the, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. The, the <laughs> The Rock's got a real murder boner going on oh, yeah. at this point. <laughs> yes, he does. Because he's just like, he's like, I don't care. And he literally says, kill them all, let God sort them out. Yeah. yeah. If it breathes, shoot it. Yeah. yeah. He's kind of got a point. They've got less than an hour. There's really not a lot of time to check all the corpses to see if they were good people or bad people. I still think it'd be <laughs> funny. Well, the thing is, they're still like, in quarantine. Yeah. yeah. You it, know, it's not like it, you have to exterminate everyone. It's yeah. like, you can still... Keep people quarantined. Well, the the tipping point is when the kid goes and finds a room full of like child, like street urchins and and poor yeah. beggars and stuff who are just like, please, sir, help us. And so he comes back. He's like, I found a group of people. They just need help. And the rock's like, did you kill him? And the kid's like, no, they just need our help. And he's like, let's go kill him. And then that's what leads to the confrontation. Yeah. He does the whole you had orders, soldier. Yeah. And- I need soldiers. I don't need pussies. Right. And, you know, all that. I got to say, there needs to be a movie when someone does this whole like, no, it's my way or the highway. If it breathes, kill it thing mm-hmm. where someone just goes, you were breathing. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, I was. I mean, like I was it, kind of expecting Carl Urban to do that. I mean, just once in a movie, rock, that just like, needs to happen. So unceremoniously, just, yeah, well, you're breathing at this point. Yeah, it's clear. The rock is just gone. He's turned. He's yeah, gone. yeah, he's he's gone full heel. Yeah, he, yes. he he's not concerned. And it's like. So what happens? Like you get to live when everyone after you've killed everyone, right, and how yeah. do you just get to walk how out? Know, how are you not yeah. infected? You know all that stuff. Yeah. Again, but I, he, he says I'll determine who's who's sick and who's not. Yeah. I think they could have explained his motivation better. They didn't do a good job uh, with the ticking clock of if we don't solve this in the next fifty minutes. Oh, the God, contamination yeah. doors well, open. This this was such an easy thing. I mean, in, in a script this dumb, this was such an easy thing to do. You give that character some reason to have a thing covering his neck. 
Yeah. And then at some mm-hmm. point later in the movie, he takes it off. It's like, oh, you've been infected for how long? And right. it's like, yeah, since I went in that one room. Dun, dun, dun. And it's like, mm-hmm. that explains why he was fucking. Yeah, just give him like a popped collar or something. Right. You know, where I mean, it's just like he's always got this popped collar. <laughs> anything. Yeah. His armor could just be something. And yeah. he has some yeah. excuse to take it off. It's like, oh, you've got the you've got the mark on your yeah. neck. No. You've, got, you've, you've been yeah, de- but, demon hickeyed. Why, how did she determine that the neck being hit by the demon was like, oh, you're a bad person? Because I think she just noticed it on everyone had that same demon wound. neck. Yeah, the, I mean, the, she had like three people. Demon Hickey. The first soldier who got killed, they brought in. That was the major wound on that guy. But mm-hmm. like the the uh, a couple of them didn't have it. So, well, even the super religious guy. What's up with that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he got hit in the neck. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway. But who knows? Doom. It's fucking yeah. Doom. It doesn't anyway, make sense. Yes, he, he's like, let's kill them all, and then you know, kids like no, and Rock's like, all right, bang. Yeah. Kills the kid. Kills, kills the kid. kid. Doesn't even he- bother to headshot him. He ki- he shoots him in the goddamn neck and lets the guy yeah. gurgle out in yeah. the middle of the floor yeah. while everyone goes, "What the fuck?" Yeah, Carl Urban's like, mm-hmm. "Oh man, <laughs> that ain't right." Mm-hmm. Um, and so he yeah. raises his gun to the rock, and the rock's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, and at Slow this down point, there, soldier. yeah, and this point, one of the demons yanks Duke through the floor. Mm-hmm. Oh right, a- no, no, they're they're having a standoff. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and um, that's when um, oh, then Pinky. Pinky Pinky shows up yeah. with a gun. Is like both of you put your guns down, and then like literally like everyone stops and does the like big eyes, and and he's he actually has a moment. He's like, "There's something behind me, isn't there?" And then all of a sudden, it's like <laughs> yoink, and, <laughs> yes. and rips him off off screen, and actually like pinatas him, him around. Yeah, pinatas oh, yeah, him around it, for a it, minute. It <laughs> drags him away by like the wheels, just dragging him behind like the uh, like a blanket, like mm. a, like a security blanket. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. So then, and then, I, and then, th- yeah, and then Duke gets yanked through the floor by a different demon. I'm assuming. Yeah, we just and, that's it for him. And then, but and then, yeah, and when Piggy gets knocked out, like he, I think Carl Urban gets hit with the chair and gets kind of stunned. And well, the Rock and Carl Urban chase the thing down the hallway, shooting at it. Okay, they've they're back on the same team again. They're like, oh mm-hmm. shit, kill that thing. We yeah. know that thing's bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get it. Um, and that they chase it down the hallway. Okay. Um, yeah. and then things, it's, it's basically the stormtroopers and star Wars. Cause they get to the end of the hallway and then it's just fucking it's g- literally, guys in zombie yeah, makeup. It's literally a fucking horde of zombies. Yeah. It's just, it's 28 dude. days later and it's just like, mm-hmm. Oh God. Yeah. They all do the, you know, like, yeah. All like, oh God, run. So they all run back, but the door they went through is a nano door. Right. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they, they all jump through the door. Um, and then they're trying to shut the door, but they're mm-hmm. still like shooting and everything. And yeah. eventually, like one of the things grabs the rock and by is, the ankles. Yeah. Right. And is pulling him through and he's halfway through the door and he says, <laughs> I'm not supposed to die yet. Yeah. I wasn't <laughs> supposed to die. Yeah. Yeah. And Carl Urban goes to shoot at him or one of the zombies. I don't know which. Yeah. But right when the door closes, which makes it a solid thing and it perfectly ricochets back and hits him like in the gut. Yes. Mm hmm. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so he's basically shot himself and rocks for all, you know, for what we gone. know has been taken and killed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's dying on the floor, you know, quickly after they're like, Oh, we survived. Oh no, you're dying. Mm-hmm. And because she's jumped to conclusion, scientist lady, she's <laughs> like, uh, I, I don't know how to save you. Cause you know, I never actually learned how to do science. So <laughs> all I can really do is shoot you with C24 I'm a research doctor, <laughs> yeah. not a doctor. Yeah. Doctor. I'm just an assistant who was sent in to back up some files. Yeah. All I can, uh, all I, all I know to do is let's shoot you with C24. Cause you're my brother and I know you. Yeah. And I know this will work and yeah, you'll become you're a super good guy. enough. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're good. So enjoy it. <laughs> and the whole time he's like, you don't, you don't know me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've done, I've had yeah. some bad thoughts and she's like, yeah, well, everyone has bad thoughts. And like the whole time she's just jabbing this needle further and further into mm. him. Like how far into him do you need to get the monster juice? Yeah. Well, inversely, they had a, um, 
a a, a, a adrenaline shot earlier where it was like the most gentle yeah. adrenaline shot yeah. ever. It was just like squish. Yeah. yeah. Well, like it's the very opposite. There's of also fiction. the one early on where they draw the blood out of the one guy uh-huh. and it's like full of like murky black crap. Yeah. But it's like, like full but, of chocolate but, chips. But, like, <laughs> but it's also, yeah, the tube is like a two liter bottle that they're pulling <laughs> right. up into the size the, of a fucking pint glass. <laughs> it, is, it is the It's like, oh my God, you like, yeah. you sucked all the blood out of his arm. In it was one actually shot. just slowly becoming a raisin yeah. in the background. It was actually <laughs> one of those NASCAR fuel tanks. So right. they were just going to put it back into somebody else. <laughs> right the speed drain right back into it yeah. but yeah so she gives him the monster juice and then he kind of he he goes cross-eyed out. and I've then falls down yeah. and then this begins the first person sequence mm-hmm. yeah he wakes back up and this becomes the i don't know i guess we're aping the end of aliens because he's got to go find his sister because he wakes up and she's gone yeah. so his his whole motivation is sam i must go find you yeah who's just yells, pipe, sam yeah. over and over again but he does it in first person right right where you can see him loading the gun he goes and... over to a mirror because that's what you do in doom you go yeah. look at yourself in the mirror <laughs> yeah and then it's just it's fucking doom yeah, yeah. Without a HUD, but it's, I mean, he kills some demons. He, he doesn't kill one with the chainsaw. One you're, comes you're right. after him with a chainsaw. Paul Newman was not in this movie. No, the one <laughs> that's right. The one that comes after him. Oh no, not the one that comes after him with the chainsaw, but yeah. the one that he attacks with the chainsaw oh, yeah, is yeah. a Pinky Demon. Yes, yes, and it's Pinky, the Pinky Demon. Yes, yep. it is. So it is foreshadowing. Pinky is a bad guy, and the <laughs> the the monster juice affects him poorly. Uh, yes, apparently so, because <laughs> it turned him into a Pinky Demon. Ding. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just a it's a it's a long first person sequence. It's kind of cheesy, and then all of a sudden it just it just pans or goes back behind his head, and, and we're out of that. We're they, like, we're they done with that point shit. him back at some reflecting thing, and yeah. then it goes. Then it which goes is back. what Doom Three does. Yeah, whenever it's like time it, for a cutscene, it was scene. very much it, like, like what the Doom camera 3 did. pulls out of the back of his head, and then it becomes a cutscene. So yeah, yeah, they just did that in reverse. Yeah, yep. And then he gets back in the main room, and it's basically the rocks. Like yo. I'm the rock. No, hold on. The rock smashes through a plate glass signage of some point and just bursts into the scenes like Semper Fi, motherfucker. And he's like, oh shit, the well, rock that, is that's, that's how he enters the room. Mm-hmm. No, no. We got to talk no, about how when, he enters the room. <laughs> when he comes in, he still has the BFG, which we haven't even talked about that. The oh, Rock yeah. picked up the, and he, of course he has to say big fucking gun. Oh, right. as he picks on, it up. The, on the monitor though is a bioforce weapon. Bioforce yeah. gun. gun. Gun, gun. Yeah, sorry, gun. Yeah, but he, the so most he's disappointing that, BFG in the history yeah, of BFGs. Yeah, because Carl Urban walks out and is basically like, all right. He's like, how many shots you got left, Carl Urban? And mm-hmm. he's like, I don't know, The Rock, how many do you have? <laughs> and he's like, well, just he, one. Yeah. Carl Urban's like, I got maybe half a clip. Half a clip. Yeah. And he's like, well, I got one. And then he shoots the BFG, hits the wall because Carl Urban has super monster juice and is good. And gets out of the way because he's also noticed that the rock has a mark on his neck from the neck tongue, mm-hmm. the from the demon hickey. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah, demon. So, so they, he's fired the BFG twice in this movie and mm-hmm. has hit nothing with it. Yep. Yep. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The BFG the, the, had two shots. The, the big gun of the movie never actually hits anything. The hero of the movie yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. does nothing. No. Yeah. Boo. But yeah, so the, so then the rock runs away, and then it's Carl Urban shooting at shadows for a while until the rock does what Chuck mentioned and kicks in a window and goes, mm-hmm. "Semper Fi, motherfucker," mm-hmm. which is in reference to he has a big Semper Fi tattoo on his back that we see first thing in the movie because he's yeah. and they're space know, marines. He's taking his space marine duty calls from you know shirtless for some reason because because mm-hmm. he's the rock. I assume whenever he's not on duty, he's shirtless. Probably, probably that sounds like the life. rock. Yeah. 
but but yeah but so it, this basically means hey fight me like a man don't shoot me mm-hmm. right so which is dumb for carl urban because he's not the rock no but yeah. he knows they both got monster juice in them so yeah. he has, a, it he, might be a fair fight he was dreading this fight yes yeah <laughs> so and, and i mean honestly to this point like up until this point i kind of felt like this isn't a terrible adaptation of Doom. Like, if, like <laughs> you give me Doom. Like, like you go, all right, there are monsters and it's first person shooting and you do that. Mm-hmm. And aside from like everyone being zombies for so long, it's not, it's not the worst way you could do an adaptation of that movie. But when the ending is basically a fist fight between your two guys, yeah, you kind of done fucked it up. Boo. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, no. we need, you need a... It's a wire fucking, fight between The Rock and Carl Urban. Yes, okay, hold on. It needs to be a giant arena with a bunch of fucking yeah, demons it, it, and yeah. big crazy guns yes. and, like, mechanical brain Nazi yes. things with chain guns. For, yeah. a, for a Doom movie, it's a bad idea to end it on a fight between your two main characters. Yes. But it is a big dumb fight between Carl Urban and The Rock. Yes. And Let's not do, discount that. They do some dumb shit in it, and despite the terrible wire foo shit... Some of it is really fun, dumb bullshit. Like they are just flipping each other over, and mm. they're doing like Daredevil, you know, mid two thousands Daredevil, defy uh, gravity jumps and stuff like that. Just wired dumbass. Yeah, stuff. and then it, and then the Rock just basically takes uh some like a a metal pipe, mm-hmm. and is just wrapping it around his arm and his fist, and just making this super punch yeah thing. Which it doesn't work out well for him, but <laughs> no, but it does. The first well, shot it does. Punches, he, he, <laughs> he eventually has the sharp end sticking out and punches Carl Urban through the hand. Yeah, but that's how Carl Urban stops it from getting stabbed in his head. Yes, um, which Carl Urban then kind of unwraps it a little bit and notices that the power is coming back on mm-hmm. and for the teleporter. Yes. <laughs> so he, and also the rock at this point, like he's looked fairly normal. But at this point is when he's like his eyes turn weird and he gets like kind of demony looking. You blink and he turns into one of the vampires from from Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. It's like yeah. he still kind of looks like the rock, but they've put like some puppy ears and some teeth in him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Puppy ears. <laughs> you know, it's just a little. <laughs> I would say some slightly pointy teeth and some contact lenses, but all right. Yeah. Sure. They made yeah. his forehead a little bigger. And puppy ears. <laughs> yes. And, and puppy, puppy ears. ears. Yeah. But yeah, so so we know that the rock is fully like, oh, he's evil. He's got to die. Yes. So Carl Urban hits the button for the teleporter to start up mm-hmm. and kind of lets the rock get sucked into it while he's holding on to the pipe through his hand. And then eventually he's able to just kind of push him through. So he ends up on Mars. Yes. And he's still there and takes his grenade and tosses it through the teleporter before it shuts down. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to get like a, you know cut rock and half teleportation thing that's I thought, what yeah, i was thinking because i thought we were he was going to get pinky fied yeah know? i thought maybe I mean, like, that made the most sense i mean the way he was going in i was like he was only going to get his ass to mars what a joke i'll give you that one nope <laughs> but yeah but no the, the rock just gets blown the fuck up mm-hmm. yep yeah and he goes through and then grenade goes through and you know Damn it. Yeah, the rock yep. just his big puppy eyes gets bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's had a lot. He had the rock has so many bulging eye moments in this movie. Yeah, he has two moments of expression that are all will always make me laugh is when he will get his eyes real big looking at you. Mm-hmm. And then when he'll squint looking at you, it's like either way, it's like the rock is pissed at you. <laughs> yeah. 
the best. Yeah. But yeah, so he's dead. Yeah. And then there's like a final shot of he, uh, go, he goes and picks up Roseman Pike. Yeah. Sure, and takes her to, to the elevator and is like, we'll be home soon or something like that. And yeah, she's and all credits, you know, knocked out, cradled in his arms. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because at like some point she was just on the ground. Yeah, he's like, can and he's like, the can elevator? you move? And she's like, I don't know what my yeah. injury is. I, I, <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed this. I don't know science. <laughs> yes. or I may be okay. I could be broken in half. I don't know. <laughs> Research scientist. Yeah. Research doctor. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then doom's over. Yeah. We get some nine inch nails. Doom over, yeah. man. The. the there's some more Trent Reznor, I guess. Credits where these are more yeah, CG. It's like, it's like, like wireframe. Yeah. yeah, they're super like early Xbox it's, era. What is it? They, what do they call that? The uh, animatics, like the early versions of yeah, CG. Exactly. Yeah, it's like the like, animatics yeah. for the first person. Yeah, scene. like they didn't put on the <laughs> the actual like final sheet. Yeah, no textures. No. Yeah. Movie's over. Yep. That's Doom. Good night. Yeah. yeah um, um, might as well mention Clint Mansell did the soundtrack, uh-huh. who is normally really good. Yeah, this is all, fuck? it's basically all heavy metal guitar. As like, it should be. And, and it's like bursts of it. It's not even like a, a running score throughout. It's like, oh no, somebody like, like when they, when they hear that, uh, that, the Asian guy got his head cut off. Yeah. It's like, oh, we'll run to that room. And it's like, and then they get there and it's nothing. Like there's a spot where um religious dude is dead on the table and they're yeah. examining him. And it's like, every time I like zoom into a new thing, it's like, yeah. And it's weird how sometimes there'll be just like a 12 second burst of it. Yeah. And it'll just end with a symbol clash. Yeah. I mean, it has to be one of those things like, well, yeah, you know what doom was, right? Yeah. It was all MIDI covers of metal songs. Right. And then they're like, well, then let's do metal songs. That'll be the soundtrack. And yeah. it's like, no. Nah. Maybe they just wanted to let him go through his metal phase in a way that was not important to anything ever. I don't Maybe. know. There seemed to be a lot riding on this movie. I mean, it's, it's not like, a cheap movie. Do, do yeah. we look how uh, early in his filmography that was? I mean, I don't know how long what? he's been. Clint Mansell. I mean, I'm just wondering if this was like a, fuck it, I'll take any job, you know? It might Period. Been. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I'd... Maybe the man needed work. At, I mean, and they offered him good money for it. Yeah. Or, <laughs> good one uh not that early no. yeah okay i i just think he was i get the feeling it was more it was dictated to him that this is what it's going to be like sure and he didn't have much choice in the matter yeah because yeah. hey. that guy has put some amazing scores out yeah, sure you know? i mean literally his, i just a, a piece of his that won't die came back <laughs> no actually no that's i'm sorry wrong person john oh. murphy did that one no oh. usually clint mansell works with uh what's his face aaron boyle a lot of times he works with Danny Boyle. Yeah, he works with Aronofsky for a lot of stuff yeah. too. But mm-hmm. I was, and I was, he did the soundtrack was, for Moon, which is yeah. a phenomenal soundtrack. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, no Stargrove. If you hadn't guessed, yeah, no, no, sorry, because no. no, the, the Nine Inch Nails <laughs> song does not get space. a Stargrove either. <laughs> at the end. Yeah, the Nine Inch Nails song is basically just like fucking fuck, fucking doom, fucking doom. Yeah, man, that would be pretty sweet if that's what it was, man. Fucking no, don't fucking do him. You'll get the monster juice. On I you. would gladly give it a star grove. If, yeah. if it was just, <laughs> if it was just Trent Reznor. Fucking fucking do. Yeah. I can't even do his nasally voice. I just properly. think it'd be funny if it just like he just references every other Nine Inch Nails song by putting Doom in there. Like Doom, I got Doom. Yeah. <laughs> you are the perfect Doom. <laughs> you do me closer to Doom. Songs in the key of Doom. <laughs> March of the Dooms. Yeah, and honestly, at that point, why didn't you just get Trent Reznor to do the soundtrack? Yeah, because he he they could only afford he did the soundtrack for Quake. Yeah, so it's not like. 
the guy wouldn't do it. Yeah, but that was also <laughs> 10 years earlier. I mean, eh. after... I, that's why when we paying were paying everybody else, they only had enough money to pay Trent Reznor for one song. Yeah, I guess. but that's why, like, when the song was playing, I was like, "No, nah, this isn't Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. They couldn't afford that." I, you, he seemed his like voice more, is unmestakable. I though. guess. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. but, yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. Ratings. Yeah. Rate yes. the rest of it now. Yeah. I'll go. I, yeah. I never go for go it. Go for it. Um, so I'm just going to continue this trend. I'm going to give it one jocks because. Okay, I like The Rock in this movie. I, I, for some reason, I didn't remember liking The Rock in this the first time I saw it. For some reason, I thought The Rock was gone after like 20 minutes, and then he pops back up at the end as a monster. I don't know why. Um, he's in this movie a lot. He's not necessarily giving you exactly what you want from The mm-hmm. Rock, but it's that weird transition period for him where he, he his movies were odd. They weren't rock movies. They were Disney movies and dumb shit like that. Um yeah, and this one, the only range he's really given is be angry. Right. Which, I'm sorry, I'm entertained by that. Yeah, but, I, but I like it kind of masks his natural charisma. Yes, absolutely. But it's interesting that he's not the hero of this thing. Mm-hmm. I, I I think that's somewhat interesting. Yeah. Um. So I like him in it. I like, I kind of want to give it just kind of general credit for like not being, not being cheap, although it's poorly lit and anytime there's a monster, it's generally not edited well to hide stuff. Yeah. But the sets aren't cheap. I mean, this is not like just some warehouse hallway with some dangling lights. I mean, it's a they constructed a lot of stuff for this. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think the production design is good. I like the rock in it. And I think we had a good time watching it. it we weren't just sitting there smashing our heads against the wall like, fuck this thing. I mean, it was dumb in kind of a fun way. But as you can tell, 15 minutes after watching it, we can't remember any fucking thing about it. Yes. So yeah. that is a problem. It's 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 not that great, but I love The Rock. Mm-hmm. He's he's doing good things in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the fight at the end is real dumb. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it loses credit for not having like the devil in it because that's the whole point of this doom shit is it's supposed to be hell. Yeah. And they keep yeah. hinting at it. They keep doing all these religious overtones and, all, and you mentioning know. like this is hell. This always was yeah. hell. And then it's just the rock versus Dr. McCoy at the end. And this mm-hmm. is like, well, that's dumb. Why, why didn't the devil pop up? And then the two of them have to go. All right. Well, fucking let's tag team this guy. So for Hobbs versus dread. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but it is. I, I'm going to echo your one jocks. Okay. I, I, I think there's some fun to be had here and it's not, it wasn't like I was just angry at it the whole time or repulsed by it. I mean, it's poorly lit and it's, tough to get into, but we've seen so many things that are so much worse than this as far as like monster chasing people down hallways type stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's decently done enough for that, but it is disappointing that it's like you have a Doom movie and you're not... There's, Dooming it up. Well, yeah, well, there's no one scene of like, oh my God, there's like 20 fucking monsters here at once. It's like the most they get is, oh, it's a room full of zombie guys. Yeah. You know, and there's like seven of them. You know, it's, it's, you know, the ending should not be a fist fight between the two guys. It should be, oh shit, or, you know, like, or, oh shit, the rock's a cyber demon now, you know, and he's fucking huge. Yes. You yes. know? Yes. I mean, they, they do the pinky thing, which works. Yeah. Where he, that actually looks pretty cool, but, you know, they just don't do anything with a giant fight at the end. It's just two dudes fighting each other. And I it's mean, like, either give me a room, just make him open the, go in the room, get the BFG, and oh, fuck, there's a bunch of things in here. Yeah. Okay, now I can shoot the BFG and kill them all. How hard is that to do? Right. I just wrote a better ending to this movie. It felt like when they got back to Earth that 
it was suddenly a different movie entirely because it literally at that point was just zombies. Mm-hmm. Like the rock would turn a corner and there would just be a guy on the floor and eight zombies standing over him, eating him. It, it was a different thing entirely from the monsters on Mars. Mm-hmm. This was just dudes with some blood on them going rawr. It was it was really strange. It was like yeah. everything on Earth in the last third of that movie was a different movie. Well, there's like a transition period for the demon things, but still, that's not what you need to portray in this movie. There no, needs to be enough time for them to transition, yeah. and it to be a fucking doom. You know, and you don't shoot the little weird start sprites. with special effects monsters and end with dudes in right, zombie makeup. People, that's yeah. dumb. Yeah. <laughs> doom. <laughs> so doom. <laughs> so yeah, it. it it gets one jocks because yes, it's it's fun to see the rock eyes bulging and the one part where the guy won't listen to him and he just goes and does like the eye narrow thing in his face. <laughs> yeah, is is what I like about fun. that is he just does it momentarily and then he goes back to normalize. He just uh-huh. like uh-huh. just gives him the little dink. Yeah, like yeah. oh shit, like, oh <laughs> that's all you need. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the rock. I forgot about that. I need to respect the rock. But yeah, it's such a missed opportunity because I I really I think through the first. 45 minutes of it they kind of got it right as far as like okay this is about as good as a doom thing's gonna get short of having hordes of demons everywhere Mm -hmm. which they clearly didn't have the budget for so yeah i think i'm going to also jump on the one jocks uh bandwagon um this is a movie that i want I, i want to see remade I think we need to see remade. I think you could take Carl Urban and The Rock mm-hmm. and remake this movie. <laughs> just take a mulligan on it. Yeah, just just yeah. Doom it again. Bring the three <laughs> primary people back. Roseman Pike better yeah, now yeah, than yeah, she was back yeah. then. Yeah, oh, Doom T O O. Right, and then and f- let Trent Trent Reznor's not doing anything. No, let he's, him, he's retired. Yeah, exactly. Perfect time for him to <laughs> do a film doing, score. He's doing movie scores. He's been doing them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Facebook Ross. movie and. <laughs> Yeah, they did that awesome theme song for Fear the Walking Dead. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, let him do that. Give this to, like, in, in the ideal world, we would give this to an up-and-coming director at our BMF cast films and go, hey, here's $60 million, The Rock, Rosamund Pike, Carl Urban, Fucking go for it! Yeah, you have no money left. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> we paid well, those. Three. We paid. We paid for them. <laughs> yeah, we paid for them. Okay, okay. Then you get sixty. Million. And then you get sixty million dollars to make the rest of the movie because you can't make that movie on less than sixty million dollars. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, even without good, you know, good stars, but but make the fucking Doom movie. Make work it up to a fucking boss battle where, you know, where. Carl Urban and The Rock are both good guys, or they're The Rock's maybe not necessarily a good guy, but he's not a bad guy. He's the guy, um, and <laughs> a guy, and <laughs> and uh, they just fight a giant fucking mechanical thing with flames on its head and horns. Big metal or spider, yeah, big metal spider. Sure, oh, give it to get, that one guy. Yeah, we could get John yeah. Peters. To yeah, play. exactly. <laughs> he fucking loves that shit. John, John Peters, Peters call us. Doomed. He'll direct hey, it. Can you get all, take all those guns Cyber and demons spider. out of there? Because I don't want to see any of that. Yeah, no, that's yeah. shit. Yeah. Fucking giant spider with a chain gun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can call it doomed. I don't want to see any fucking space. <laughs> I don't want to see any space or Mars. <laughs> no monsters. <laughs> Zero first person. Just a big metal spider. <laughs> with chainsaws. <laughs> yeah. And lasers. Yeah. And laser chainsaws. That's all it is. It's 90 minutes of big metal spider. Steampunk <laughs> spider. Yeah. Stider. 
So, so Chuck's broken. So the end of all <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Uh, did you write it? No, not yet. Yeah, go. All go right. Um, I hate to buck the trend, but I'm going to. Uh, I've got it. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a BJ approach on this. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you how I got to my rate rating, and okay. then I'll, I'll let you go from there. All right. I think overall, perhaps this movie is a, is a one jocks movie. I but I, I I tend to go on the slightly wouldn't recommend. So I'm gonna go with one bags. Okay. Now I'm I'm minusing another entire rank mm-hmm. for the lighting. Ooh. Okay. Um, because justified the yeah. the lighting is just bad, and like for half your movie to be walking through the darkened corridors mm-hmm. like, and not seeing anything is just it's just bad like i said if you, if you can't afford my, my thing is always if you can't afford to do what your vision is don't do it like i mean it was obvious they were just like i don't know fuck these need people need to be going through and space marining all these demons and they're like yeah we can't afford to put but like maybe this the many demons in there has failing vision and that's why it's all dark <laughs> perhaps <laughs> Um, so I, I, maybe he forgot to take his sunglasses off. I'm almost willing to go up another rank because of the rock. I mean, almost. I might. <laughs> maybe. I will. I'll, I'm gonna. I'm gonna settle on one bag. Like, okay. I, 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 All right. I think it might be a one jocks movie taken down to a two because of the lighting, and then in all other missed opportunities. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna say the rock alone perhaps elevates this back up to a one bag movie. So I'm going with the just barely don't recommend. I don't see that there's, I think you can have fun with this. Like I think if you go in with a crowd, you know, of people that are ready to properly mystery science theater, this thing, you can have some fun because there's jokes Mm -hmm. to be made and dumb shit happening. That doesn't matter if you miss at all. (laughs) Yes. But I mean, the basic premise, as you said, is just messed up. Like, I mean, this, this movie should uh, be about the strife on Mars and that would be hunky dory. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Or hell. Don't forget hell. There should have been some hell. Hell on Mars. It's all, it, it's Yeah. It's Doom right there. It's right there in the source material. And they come so close. They do. I, I think that's what's the most frustrating is they get so close to No barrels. There are no right. barrels to shoot. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And God. the imps never throw fireballs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. Dumb. It's doom. Anyway. Shall we take a break? Yes. All right. Exciting second half coming. Yeah. Oh, all the things are going to be talked about. Welcome back. Hey, hey. Bamcast, the mostly ad-free edition. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, mostly. Uh, so we have some movies to talk about before we get into Japan and May. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll start because I saw the biggest of the big movies. I saw Captain America: Civil War. Oh, that's not a big movie. That has Spider-Man in it. Yeah, that's <laughs> lots of people in it. Um, <laughs> that has Captain America in it. It does, and Iron Man, and Ant Man, and Hawkeye, and. Scarlet Witch. You want me to name them all? There's no, a bunch. there's a lot. Does it have the Galaga guy in it? Uh, I don't think so. War machines. In Gallagher. Yeah, yes, war, <laughs> yes. War <laughs> machine is in this. War machine. Um, Machine. Guerrero. Guerrero. Oh, Terrence Howard. Machine. Yeah. No, <laughs> the lost member of the Guerrero family. He's on Empire now. Oh right. Huh. He's moved on to bigger and better things. So, yeah. So Captain America: Civil War. <laughs> yeah. How is it? Um, it's pretty fucking awesome, actually. Really? Uh, what? <sighs> 
I've, I've, I've been trying to think of like how to phrase this into like words where it doesn't sound like a, some stupid fanboy review, which is hard for me because that's totally what I did while watching this movie was fanboy the fuck out. Mm-hmm. So I will say like, well, let me set this up for you. All right. You had said like you were because you were a fan of the series, the comic series mm-hmm. that you were most interested in seeing how they would do it cinematically. Sure. Like what pieces would be moved into place for what scenarios. Yeah, and I'm and I'm not one of those people like if you change something like a book or whatever to make it work for a movie universe does not bother me in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Like I mean as long as it works for as long as you take the DNA of something, put it in a movie form and make it good, mm-hmm. I have no problem. I'm not one of those people that's like eh, actually no, that didn't happen like in books. <laughs> you know, right. whatever those kind of stupid mm-hmm. things. I, that does not matter to me at all. Yep. So that's that's up front. Good. Um so, that being said, really, I think if 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 people are if people do have a beef with that idea, they should probably not see this movie because <laughs> it's barely registering the ideas of of the Civil War actual comics. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, doesn't, doesn't matter to me. I mean, it's fine. It's Chuck fine. It, it's all kinds of fine. Um, what you do get is a. Big budget, giant ensemble, tons of people in it. Movie done by incredibly competent writers and directors. Um, that sounds something horrible. that <laughs> you totally don't get in like Batman v Superman. And everything about this movie coming you know off the heels of that just makes that look even worse. I mean, it's kind of like that whole first isn't best. First can be shown up as long as it's done better. Like, I mean, coming out first, like I'm, I'm sure they were like, Oh fuck, we have to get this out before this because we gotta, we've got to get back in the game. Like I, I know Warner brothers is thinking like, Oh man, we are behind. We don't have enough movies. Mm-hmm. You know, we gotta, we gotta kickstart this DC cinematic universe. That's not fucking happening. Cause nobody seems to want it except for a few crazy people. But I mean, it's just like what we've been given so far. They're just like trying to throw too much too fast. And, and Marvel took its time and just space these movies out and let these stories grow and not just, throw everything into one movie. However, this movie is chock full of shit. I mean, it's like there's so much going on in this movie. Like more than Age of Ultron? Possibly more, but not... No. I mean, because like it, there were so many diverging storylines in that. This mm-hmm. is like everything's kind of running together mostly. I mean, there, oh, yeah. there's two sides essentially, and yeah. people have their own agendas and things going on in them, but you've basically got two converging storylines instead of like Ultron, where it was like, yeah, we have this big bad thing here, but everyone has these other things they're dealing with, yeah. and they're all personal to them, and they're, you know, that that one felt sloppier, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah. I think Joss Whedon's probably a more seasoned and possibly better director than the Russos. I mean, only because of track record. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just saying, like, the Russos so far are coming off and feeling like they're the fucking Coen brothers of big budget movies. I mean, honestly, like at the, these two attempts so far, it's just like, fuck me, hire these guys for everything because mm-hmm. like they obviously care, you know, I mean, don't give them everything because they're going to get a, you know, some project they don't give two shits about, but yeah. I'm saying like they obviously care about the property and they treat it with respect and they're just doing, they're, they're really good at handling all this, you know, storylines going together all, all at once. And, and it's just, it's, it's amazing to me that like they, they one upped, Winter Soldier, which I still think is good. Don't get me wrong. It's just like, you know, how do you top a movie that like pulled it back a notch and like did it so well mm-hmm. to come back and basically, I mean, we might as well, let's not kid ourselves. This is, this is fucking Avengers three. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I was going to say for all intents and purposes, this is, this is an Avengers movie, not a Captain America movie. Right. This is big. So th- things I'll say, you know, without getting spoilery because I don't, I don't want to at all. Um, yeah. 
the the scenes that you see, if you've seen the trailers at all, like the the airport tarmac fight scene, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just holy shit! As like a comics fan, I, I was just watching that whole scene unfold in just fucking amazement. That like I am, I know I said that when like when Avengers came out, just in fucking amazement. That, like I am watching this being handled well on a giant screen. That like there are enough people that care about this that like this this is realized and people are paying money and going to see it in a live action format. It's just, I mean, I, I can't. There's no other mm-hmm. way to say it. That's a fanboy's opinion, but I was just like. That scene alone, I was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. (laughs) Just everything that was happening. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's good. Um, It's an interesting, like, I'm curious to see where the Marvel Cinematic Universe goes from here, you know, because this could mean big things for future movies. There's there's things that are important stuff that happens in it. So it's going to be interesting to see where they go from this. I mean, we have, I think, Thor next year or is it this year? I can uh, Doctor Strange is this year. I know year. Doctor Strange is like later this year. It's, it's Thor, next year. I think, is next year. Yeah, yeah I think they it was supposed to be this year and they bumped it or something. But. Yeah. And I think they've said they've, they're have they they're retitling the Avengers sequels. Like they were supposed to be like in Avengers Infinity War mm-hmm. 1 and 2 and they've yeah. said something about maybe not. No, that's changing. Huh. I don't know. So. Yeah, I know they've shuffled some things around now, especially with Star Wars moving. Yeah. Sure. So, I don't know. Only so many days in a year. They don't want to get confused with Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. So. <laughs> yeah, right. that makes sense. Totally smart. Yeah, they, well, yeah, they'll have to worry about that like three years from now when the first one actually comes out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's really good. That's all I can say. And like, if you you know, obviously, if you're not on board with the Marvel movies, this isn't going to change that. You know, that kind of thing. Like, but if you're on board and you've probably already seen it because you know half the planet did, it seems like yeah, um, probably the wrong place to jump in. It is definitely <laughs> the wrong place to jump in, yes. All these movies, they're almost like a TV series at this point. Yeah. It's like you don't just jump in in the middle of a season. Yeah. You, you know, oh. you, yeah. you're going to start from the beginning. Well, we were, I was talking with my girlfriend and she's like, I think I need to rewatch the Marvel movies like in a weekend before I see uh, the new, you know, the new Cap. And I'm like, no. That's, that's a lot that's of couch a, time. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. There's like... I don't know, 10 movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. 10 there's, well, there's or three something. Iron Man. There's two Captain Americas, two, two Thor Ultra or uh, two Avengers. There's three Captain Americas. Well, now, oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're leading up to, I mean, yeah. right. there's yeah. a, there's an incredible Hulk, which actually now that movie means something again. Cause they, you know, Thunderbolt Ross is in this now again. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's literally like, they've just like cherry picked stuff out of every universe to bring it all together. Hmm. Yeah. But don't get me wrong. This is still a Captain America movie. That's that's what's kind of nice about this. This is like it's still at heart. It's a Captain America movie, and there are still there are really good scenes that like make it a Captain America movie, and it also allows them the the light to basically just to you know something that the comics would never really shied away from that he's right, you know, in in the argument mm-hmm. he's right, and everyone eventually comes around to that conclusion. You know, spoilers. I mean, it just you know, but I mean, it's like. That's the thing is like, you know, in the comics, it was like it was very much a government allegory on the Patriot Act and everything like that. And it was it was a blowback by them of like, you know, fuck you guys. Well, the movie so far, the way it's been presented, everything that's been fucked up has been Tony Stark's fault. And then he's the one who's saying, man, you guys really need to rein it in. It's like, nah, Tony Stark, you're kind of. (laughs) And and people take the point to point that out all the time. They're like, huh? Yeah, well. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, I didn't make Ultron. Yeah, yeah. I didn't make Ultron. You made. Ultron. I didn't do this. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So, I'll. Like I said, the I'll fact, see it eventually. That, that's just that's a nice way to like to to get that slant without being too obvious about it because mm-hmm. like the comics were very much like yeah freedom you know 
freedom isn't fucking free. You know, like, I mean, it just came across as like, you know, like very much in your face of like, fuck you government, you know, at the time, because it was just them like, you know, fuck your wiretaps and fuck all this, like, you know, sacrificing freedom for security kind of thing. Yeah. So just vaguely, let me ask you, like, so obviously sides are chosen and some fights happen between former friends. Sure. Is there a logical way for them to be like, all right, forget that. We've got this big bad to take care of and we're friends again. Yes, ish. Okay. I mean, it's not just like it's I, n- I, it's not the com- oh, I'm going to fucking kill you, Iron Man. The, oh the, wait. The complaint Space I've, monster. <laughs> the complaint I've heard about this movie is the the villain being weak. I don't think so at all. I think it's an awesome adaptation of him for the cinematic universe. Oh, okay. I mean, I I think what they did was very cool. I mean, come at me bro if you don't think so but i'm just saying like i mean if you were expecting you know open invitation to fight harlow if you were expecting baron zemo to put on a purple fucking mask and a gold crown you're you're out of your goddamn mind Hmm. i mean the way they played him for the movie is really fucking cool so Hmm. all right yeah well good deal yeah anyway people want things out of the cinematic universe that don't exist in the cinematic universe but do exist in comic book universes sure. and they want to shoehorn all of their ideas and all of their pet ideas and projects into the cinematic universe when they need to just get the fuck over themselves is my opinion on sure on that. yeah well the real issue is that comic books have you know at this point some of them superman 70 years worth of stuff you know, and the Marvel comics have 50 years worth of stuff and interpretations. And they've gone through different phases. Yeah. And it's like, you can't just pick it from the seventies and be like, I only want seventies Batman. Yeah. You know, and it's like, people do exactly that. They only want certain things. They only want their pet or their favorite things in these movies. And they've determined that that's the only one that exists. Whereas another guy's like, well, no eighties Batman's the best. So we, everything should be eighties Batman, you know? And it's like, no, you, you have to make what works work. Yeah, but no, you, no one wants a different take. I mean, or I'm just you, I'm glad or, we're not in the phase that we were like when X-Men came out where people are like, I only want bodybuilders to be the big guys because <laughs> that, that doesn't look right. If well, it's yeah, not look, look how well that went with casting Sabretooth in the first one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, got that dumbass who had like, yeah, and one people line. like people bitched about Hugh Jackman. They're like, oh, he's tall. That's fucking bullshit. And now they want Wolverine supposed to be a short little guy. And now they want him to play that role for fucking ever. Forever, yeah. right. And he's like, uh... He's like, dude, I'm 50. Yeah. I really can't keep getting jacked like this. <laughs> it hurts. Just because my name is Hugh Jackman doesn't mean I can stay jacked all uh, the time. I just really want to sing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the best thing about it, is I want the Wolverine musical before he... Mm. Like, I'm done. Yeah. That'd be great. That would be good. But yeah, I mean, it's it's fun in, the, in all the right ways to me. So, whatever. Good. There you go. I'm uh, glad you liked it. Yeah. So, uh, also, to, to speak to one thing, if we're going to do stupid comic book things that like don't feel like they should be, ever be part of the, the cinematic universe, yeah. give me fucking MODOK. I don't care what cinematic universe you put him with. I don't yeah. give a shit, but make me, let me see fucking MODOK on screen. Yeah. That's all I want. Come on. It's like, a mental put him, organism designed only I, for killing. Put him in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie somehow, because like, they're the ones that are like, whatever, just do, you know, fucking talking raccoon and giant tree. Let's go. You know, like, <laughs> we don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. movie had Howard the Duck in it. It did. <laughs> And then people were like, I want to have the duck movie. And they were all like, you're fucking stupid. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> I don't know. Seth Green Howard the, the Duck was repulsive. That might, <laughs> yeah, it might it be all right. That, that version of Howard the Duck it was, was a little, fucking repulsive. It, it was a little scary. Yep. <laughs> um, so another movie, speaking about space. No, you already <laughs> had one. Sorry. Huh? 
Speaking about space. Yeah. I don't Speaking about Doom. That's that's the best best transition I can come up with. Okay. I saw uh, Jodorowsky's Dune. The, oh, the Dune. Doc- Dune. Dune. The documentary about the failed uh, first attempt to make the adaptation of Dune into a major motion picture. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. I, I, yeah. So, uh, straight off the bat, I mean, if you want a completely spoiler-free whatever review, this movie is a fucking great documentary. And... The crazy thing is, is like it had an uphill battle for me because like one of the very first lines, because I, I, I'll be honest, I, I've never seen um, El Topo or Holy Mountain or any of his other mm. movies. I've never seen these weird ass movies of his. Yeah. Um, so like when they get him on camera and he starts talking about this, one of his first descriptions is, is I wanted to make an LSD movie. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. And like, you know, and I was and then then he was like, but I wanted to make an LSD movie that gave you that effect without actually being on LSD. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) you know, let's see what you mean by that. Then he went and made Xanadu. (laughs) Well, you know, so like that, that was his original thing. And I'm like, all right, you're just, you know, you're a fucking hippie burnout weirdo Mm. dude from the 70s. I don't know about all this. And then he actually started talking about it and like explaining it. So I was just saying like, it had this initial barrier of like, what the, okay, this is going to be some bullshit, right? I'm about to see right here. You know, this guy cooked his brain and you know, he's just going to talk some bullshit, but the more he talked about it. And the thing is, is like, he still has this book that they, they created with a full blown, like painted costume design, set Mm -hmm. designs. And he actually had um, somebody go through and like, basically like storyboard the entire fucking movie like th- like 300 pages worth of little shots of the entire movie mm-hmm. of, of these little like okay this is how it's going to play out and play out play out so like he had the whole movie on, on paper as he was pitching this movie which is kind of unheard of you know like that's you know like they did all this like pre-planning pre-production before they even took it to studios and said this is what we want to do yeah. we need whatever it was like 15 20 million dollars in the 70s or what i think maybe it was 40 it was it was a lot but it wasn't like oh my god what the hell right um but anyway, so, so like what when around when he was he started? I think he said he he started this in his head around 73, 74. Okay. Wow. Um, so it's pre Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Like, I mean, 75 was like when it was like we're taking this to places and we're trying to get this made. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to spoil the whole thing, but like just to give you some highlights of what was in his head and. And you, you almost have to watch the entire movie to, to truly understand it. But like he actually envisioned this with like. Um, different composers doing like the different houses. Like when you were on, on one person's planet, it would be a completely different like composer. So like when you're on like House of Treaties, it was going to be like Pink Floyd was going to do the soundtrack, mm-hmm. and they basically had him on board with it. Um, when when you were on the Harkonnen planet, it was going to be like this crazy, almost industrial band from the seventies. Like this, like mm-hmm. I mean, they almost sounded like fucking. Um, oh my god just went out of my fucking head like i'm like sort of or like early bauhaus okay. or like danzig or something i mean it's yeah. like it was like there's like the like 70s weird band that he found and it was like it was going to be weird and dark and just evil sounding mm-hmm. shit and also like designs and everything were going to be but done by completely different people like there's a um comic book artist that jodorowsky has gone on to work with i th- i'm gonna say the name wrong name now it's, it's not chris joss because that's the composer dude i think you told me about right Anyway, he was, he was going to have like different like artists basically conceptualize like the t- two different planets. Like mm-hmm. um, this guy, French artist named uh, he's known by Mobius. He's I can't remember yeah. his real name, but he was going to do like the Trades House. So it was all going to be like he was known for sixties and seventies like sci-fi covers, like really colorful, like eye-catching covers that you know of like these fantastical spaceships that would never fucking work. But yeah, you and know, Mobius's work is super detailed. Yeah, I mean it's just like you know 
but like yeah, you know, he was going to do like the good guys, you know, the Atreides stuff, and H.R. Giger was going to do the Harkonnen mm-hmm. stuff. So I mean, like, and Dan O'Ban was, was part of this too. Jesus. Like, and that's basically where they met each other or like mm-hmm. learned about each other is because of this whole putting this together. So like, the end of this movie is basically like, would Alien have happened had it not been? because of this, like these yeah. people being introduced and all this shit. And it's just, it's kind of fascinating to like this failed project, how much DNA was like Prometheus was like mm-hmm. seeded out into the fucking universe because yeah. like it's, it's, it's weird, but like Orson Welles, he wanted him to play Baron Harkonnen. <laughs> he wanted uh, Salvador Dali to play the emperor of the universe and like actually talked him into it. <laughs> wow. um, Mick Jagger was going to play, so, play uh, Faye Ratha. So know, he got all these part. people on board. Why didn't it happen? Just budgeting. Uh, none of the studios went for it. They were all like, "We fucking love every idea about this. We just don't want you, the guy who put it all together." Wow. Because they saw the Holy Mountain and all that stuff, and we're like, "Nah, we're not giving you that kind of money." Mm. But, um, and his son, his son was actually going to play Paul Atreides, which sounds weird, but like he's he appeared in both of those both of his movies. Yeah. And the thing is, like, you look at him now, and he fucking looks like Paul Atreides grown up. Like the dude has super blue eyes and looks like Alec Newman, who played. Paul Trades in the TV version where they've tried mm. to stick more to the actual book. Right. I mean, he looks almost exactly like that dude and like he's about the same age. It's like it's actually freaky how much his son looks like that guy. Hmm. But um yeah, I mean it's just it's a it's a fascinating documentary. It goes through like this book, this giant fucking tome of a book. He said there's only like probably two copies left in the world. I mean that the this book needs to be reproduced. Like he needs to take this somewhere and have it like copied and and made because I know there would be people be people that would buy this because this would be yeah. like a hell of a coffee table book. Oh sure, mm-hmm. but like it doesn't exist and it really should. Like there's a fucking marketing opportunity for you right there. But I, I looked because I was like, man, I, I bet someone's reproduced this book. Nah. Hmm. But anyway, it's it's I'd say three quarters of the movie is like literally almost him telling the story of like the the movie and interviewing the people involved and telling about how he met yeah. them and what they would contribute to it. And so like, you're almost like visually told the entire movie through this documentary. And then like the end, like I said, it's kind of like, and you know, here's, <laughs> here's a, like a shot that they had in this book that like was stolen from some, some other science fiction movie. Because if you think about it, he took this around to Disney, Warner brothers, MGM, all these people looked at this shit. So was, yeah, they saw it, they saw shit and they, they liked ideas out of it and they stole it for other shit later. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know. It's 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 like a super fascinating documentary, and I highly recommend it. And I don't know if it's still good. And I'm not trying to like get money out of this, but it's it was a 99 cent iTunes rental this week, which is why nice. I watched it. Oh, cool. So, if you're interested, I would recommend it. Sweet. I actually, I, you know, makes me want to see these two weird ass movies he's, he made just because. Like, I might t- totally change my mind about wanting to see this fucking movie, but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but like just him talking about it and his passion about it was just fascinating. And then to like see what morphed into the David Lynch version is pretty, is it equally fascinating? Like things that they kept and didn't keep and yeah. whatnot. Hmm. Anywho. 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 So Chuck. Yeah. Anywho. I heard you watch some, something animated. I, <laughs> I did. We should talk about it after, after all these things. Oh, are you sure? Yeah. Oh yeah. So you just want to get straight into Japan and May? Yes, I do. Should All we right. start Japanime with Japanime Catch-Up Edition? Yeah, please. Okay. Well, joining this us this week for Japanime <laughs> is, is me. BJ. Yeah, I caught up by uh, throwing a hunk of steam light into my uh, Trans Am 2000 mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. punching it <laughs> by watching Redline. 
Uh, Welcome, brother. Did you did you declare that you don't know a goddamn thing about racing <laughs> as you did it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, Redline is weird. I thought that I. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I fell asleep partway through Redline, but it turns out that like my eyes just glazed over for a half a second, uh-huh. and then they unglazed, and I'm like, "What the fuck is actually even going on in this movie?" Um, because hiding behind a really weird anime universe where 700 million different plot lines are converging on a race mm-hmm. um, is a really cool movie about racing. Um, like, I really enjoyed the the parts that are focused on, like, trying to get this race off and trying to not like trying to get the race off, but mm-hmm. like trying to trying to actually make the race happen. Like, I thought the the world building with the drivers and their personalities and and all the sort of like the anime version of wacky races. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed all of that, but then they shoehorned this galactic robo planet battle bio weapon horseshit in in like <laughs> yep. right at the beginning or right at the I don't know end of the second act, beginning of the third act, mm-hmm. and I'm like, the fuck is all this? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> but there's Machine Head and like not the shitty Bush song. Yeah, <laughs> I like that shitty Bush song. Right. Sorry. Um, it's all right. Hey, I have my faults. That's one of them. Um, one of many. But like, Machine Head is fucking awesome. All the all the racers are are really cool. Yeah, basically, I, I think I know what you're saying. They they should have pulled back. Like, they didn't need to put every anime thing into one movie. Yeah, they like. It is gorgeous. It's visually striking. the The plot is fine without shoehorning in. Like, if they didn't. If they would have just made it like, okay, the the robo world doesn't want to have them for whatever reason, doesn't want to have them on their planet, they could have skipped all the explanation for it. Like, okay, they're doing this big bioweapon thing that no, they don't want anybody to see, mm-hmm. so they're trying to kill everybody. Don't worry about that. They're just trying to, they're a very secretive, like they're a very um, solitary sort of uh species or whatever the fuck they are and they don't want anybody on their planet and they're going to kill anybody who tries to get on there just do that just let let a bunch of crazy robots loose to chase all these guys and make some you know make some additional drama before the big finish but uh that being said even despite the fact that they that they crammed all of the weird anime shit into it um it was pretty good like i've had i've had uh three or so days to kind of let red lines steep. And, uh, and I, I think I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, <laughs> I think when the balance of the universe is taken, I think I will have, have really enjoyed red line. Um, I think it actually could have made a pretty good BMF cast episode. Had we chosen to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I think we'd have some fun talking about all of the bonker shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think in a, in a week to digest it. Well, plus more since I've seen it before. I, I the more I think about it, the more I feel like they they plotted this out as a series and then it didn't happen and they just made a movie because like it feels like this is the kind of movie that or the, the, this feels like a thing that would have worked better as a like a single 23, 26 part series. Just get to know each racer, 
you know, mm-hmm. and then like the final two or three episodes is the big race, and like yeah. it's just taking your time to get there. I feel like, yeah, yeah, it it would be a good setup for like the the um JP and Sonache, you know, racing adventures. You know, mm-hmm. sort of like wacky races. Yeah, but it's funny like, that you I didn't anime, mention that, but that's exactly what I thought when I was watching it. I never mentioned it when we talked about it. It's Luffy. there's so many of the elements from from wacky races oh, yeah. in that in this movie. It's it's that's one of the things that really appeals to me uh, through this. And I, I would like to see more. I, I just think they need to dial it back a little bit on the, like on the, we have decided that there is, that we're going to shoehorn like millennia of galactic politics into, into the, you know, into a third of this movie. Right. Well, but speaking of pulling, would back, recommend <laughs> pulling way back from red line. I think yeah. it's going to bring us to this week's anime or Japan May talk. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the, there'll be more to hear about Redline mm-hmm. um, when we get to the emails. All right. This week. Yeah. Uh, but Anime fans have opinions. <laughs> yeah. Well, here, here comes some more, I'm probably, because we're about to yeah. we're about to go after the 800-pound gorilla of uh, anime, because it's Miyazaki week. Yeah, Miyazaki week. Uh, we, we haven't really picked an order aside from, I can get a hold of these this week. So that's uh, <laughs> that's why... Miyazaki week having this week, but um, <laughs> all right. I want. I only watched one of the two. I ran out of time. Yeah, or, and I forgot to watch them earlier. But yeah, uh, I watched the one you didn't get to watch is Kiki's Delivery Service, mm-hmm. which is probably is way way more Disney like than anime like. I'd say. I mean, you still have some of the characters with the exaggerated faces and expressions and all that, but plot wise and just setting wise and kind of tone wise, it's very Disney ish. Mm which is way easier to get into than, um, you know, than something like Redline, where it's like, oh, my God, like, you know, but it's still it's got like that whole like we're not really establishing the world all that much. We're just kind of like letting you figure it out as it's happening. Right. And it's basically the story of Kiki, who is a young witch who her parents are witches and she's a young witch. And I guess when they turn 13, they have to go into the city and basically, you know, Get a damn job. Kind of. Yeah. Make their way in for a year, you know, and then she meets another witch along the way. Who's like, oh, my specialty is this. And what's your specialty? And she's like, "Uh, I don't know. I haven't figured that part out yet, you know, but she ends up kind of. It it feels very much like a little slice of life movie in a good way where it's like, okay, well, what, what happened? Oh, she's a witch who can ride a broom. Well, you know, she ends up having to helping like a baker who somebody forgot to, you know, takes like the baby forgot to take the pacifier when they left and the baby's crying. And she's like, Oh, well, I I'm pregnant. I can't run after her and give this to the lady. And so Kiki's like, all right, I'll do it for you. And she ends up delivering the, delivering the uh, pacifier to the baby. And then they're like, Oh, I could use someone who can do deliveries. So she basically gets a job as a little kid being the delivery person. And the rest of the movie is about her life in this city, in this town, now is getting by are, are witches like known and, and accepted in yeah. this universe? Okay, it's just very much like it's very much like oh, you're a witch. Like everybody witches see- or just certain no, people no, witches? okay, no. It, it's it's interesting that you can see a very smidgen of stuff that Harry Potter the war that world could have pulled from because there people are very much like oh yeah, I've heard about witches but I've never met one. Yeah. I'm like oh yeah, you must be a witch, you know. And and everyone's like cool, mm-hmm. yeah, good deal, very accepting. Yeah, like and that's nice. well, that's the thing that I noticed in this in the ne- and the next movie we'll talk about too. But like, 
there's a lot of stuff that feels like if it was a standard movie, like stuff would be played in a very sinister way. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when the lady's like, oh, well, you can live upstairs from me and help me. You know, it's kind of like you'd almost like in a Disney movie, you'd be you'd expect set up for some kind of villain. But there's not really villains in these movies and there's not really a sinister undertone to anything. It's very charming was the word that kept coming up in my mind is it's like it's very it's just it's it seems like a world you'd want to go to because uh, apparently like it's set in the late 50s as the other movie I'll mention is um but it's in a late 50s where World War II never happened and she's basically in like that that Japanese version of Europe like what a Japanese mind thinks like Europe is like in right. the 50s right. you know it's kind of like through that lens and uh, I watched the U.S. version. I ended up watching the DVD one from, I guess, it's 2003, which is slightly different. Anime fans are like, oh, I don't know. It's not as true to the original as it's supposed to be. Because she has a talking cat who's voiced by Phil Hartman. Of course. There are a shitload of celebrity voices in this movie. Yeah. Kirsten Dunst is uh, Kiki mm-hmm. in it. And um, she's quite good. And this is back like when she was still a kid. <laughs> basically well i mean you know she was really young at that point I right think. or well, actually no by 2003 she wasn't I, i'm i'm thinking of the next movie but yeah do people not like that dub uh they changed some stuff like the like especially phil hartman who's like the cat basically she's got this little black cat who's with her who's cute as hell like and well animated mm-hmm. throughout but he's very like sarcastic phil hartman but, yeah he's very phil hartman but there's also like a lot of like when she flies into town, she's like in the street and he's like, you got to get out of the street. The police are going to stop you, you know, and stuff like that, where it's like he wasn't as scolding and like sarcastic in yeah. the Japanese version. He's more Sar- matter of sarc- sarcastic. Yeah, exactly. But but there's also stuff like one of the subplots is eventually. I, I guess it's spoilery, but this is an ancient movie, but she kind of loses her powers <gasps> and she can't. And, and throughout she's talking to this cat just like it's a person. And then all of a sudden she can't understand him and he can't understand her. Oh, and this, you know, obviously freaks her out because he's kind of like her best friend. And so when she speaks to him, he just starts acting like a cat. So he kind of is just an asshole and it's like, all right, thanks for the food. See ya. You know, but it's just meow, meow, meow. And then just leaves while she's trying to talk to him. Oh, you know, so, so there's, there's, that's part of the subplot. And then in the U S version, they make it clear that, oh, she can understand him again and everything's great. At the very end, whereas in the Japanese version, that never happens. And it's kind of like a whole like, because the whole theme of this movie is about a girl growing up and, you know, reaching maturity and, you know, becoming kind of an adult. And it feels like that's sort of like a metaphor for things being left behind, childish stuff, all that. So don't talk to the cat anymore. Yeah. But, you know, making it Disneyfied is like, no, kids will be mad if she can't talk to Phil Hartman, the cat anymore. You know, right. so they. So they're upset. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yes, it kind of, it changes the, it changes the tone somewhat. So, but Hmm. still, it's a very charming movie. I, I really enjoyed it. It is very Disney-like. It feels like I should have watched that last week because that's a much better introduction to anime because it's kind of like, it's like, here you go. This is kind of like Disney, (laughs) you know, and it looks Disney-ish. I mean, the backgrounds are gorgeous. Disney actually put out these dubs. Yeah, they bought, they bought almost all of Miyazaki's stuff and then, but it's very much like, if you were just sitting down to watch it, you'd be like, which Disney movie is this? You know, if you yeah. saw some of the early scenes. Mm-hmm. This one seems like it's not like, and not to piss off anime people or, or whatever, yeah. or people who are into anime or actual anime people 
or people who are made of anime. Um, <laughs> but it seems like this is almost not quite like anime as a lot of people yeah, think of it. Anime I, is, I is in that. quotes, and it's more of like just an animated movie. Well, from Japan. Yeah. From Japan. Yeah, and I think what happens is Japan when, when, animated like, when we think of anime, we think of like Akira and like, oh, there's these crazy ass lines. ideas yeah. and stuff like and like shit's blowing up and, you know, like everything went, with weirdly big boobs yeah. and tentacles. Yeah, and, and we shit. don't know what's happening, but it's kind of cool looking. And, you know, and it this is like the polar opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed Kiki's delivery service. Um, The one I enjoyed more is my neighbor Totoro, which was the other one that I watched, which is another Miyazaki movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I the, I had never seen this one. I had seen I I think the only Miyazaki's I'd ever seen. I mm-hmm. may have seen Kiki's Delivery Service, like the non dubbed one back in the eighties, but yeah. Um, somehow I missed Totoro. Um, but I had seen Spirited Away and um, Princess Mononoke. Or- mm-hmm. See, I have not seen either of those. But again, this is one where like they're. It feels like stuff should be sinister in tone, but it's really not because of the way the world is crafted. Man, but I, but I gotta say, I love this freaking movie. <laughs> I was about to say this is up there with Iron Giant. This is one of yeah. the best animated movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I, like, I legitimately like. I was kicking myself. I was like, "How the fuck have I never watched this?" Yeah, like, and it's just always been like one of those ones where like I should probably watch that. You know, I just never got around to it. I fucking love this movie. Yeah, it I, was so good. Yeah, I took the words right out of my mouth I, I watched this i was like oh my god like i cannot believe how good this movie is and it's again it's a slice of life thing where it's just yeah. these it's these two little girls who and their father who have moved out to the country to be closer to their mom who's in like a remote hospital kind of and their dad has bought an old farmhouse and the one girl's like five and the other one i think is yeah, supposed well, to they, be they, eight they or nine say she's four okay yeah she's four reason. and the why. other one's like yeah. yeah. 10, oh, and the other, yeah, the other one's eleven, I think, because he he was seven, so they kind of split the difference there, right? Uh, because it's basically it's based on his life as as a kid, but man, the the two little girls, the way they're played by it's actually the Fanning sisters, you know, and this is back when they were like little kids, like mm-hmm. like uh, Dakota Fanning was like ten, yeah, it was probably like L Fanning was like on, literally like man six. on fire age or yeah. something like there. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were little kids, but they are so good and they are so instantly charming and likable immediately. Yeah, and I mean, they're spazzy, but they're little kids. Yeah. <laughs> they're well, spazzy they, they feel like some of the most genuine kids you're ever going to see in a movie, mm-hmm. like in the best possible way, not in a like fucking kids, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but right. but yeah, you care about them immediately. And then just there are so many good images that come up. I mean, it's. It's weird to see stuff like the cat bus actually being in something that's not like somebody's fucking avatar on Twitter or whatever, or like in a weird animated GIF. Oh, or so whatever. that's what that thing is from. Yeah. Okay. It, it's part of like, basically what they move out there and they just, they meet the spirits of the forest. Yeah, in, they live next to this like giant tree, like 20, 30 story size tree. Kind of. Yeah. Be- because it's the way it's presented. Well, it's it's their perception. It's almost yeah, it's almost like they're having dreams of these things happening, you know, because they they plant all these acorns and they're not growing and they're not growing and they're not growing. And then Totoro visits, who is Totoro is the giant cat looking thing. If you look at the poster for it, it's one of the best scenes in the movie is where they're standing at the bus stop and Totoro's got this little tiny umbrella that she's given him, and they're just standing there at this bus stop waiting for a bus next to this giant 
tree spirit thing <laughs> that looks like a giant teddy bear. But okay. he shows up and they and basically makes the tree grow to, you know, 20, 30 stories tall and the kids are dancing and happy. Oh, I, you know, I meant the tr- the other tree, not the one okay. that grew. They, yeah. They moved they, to next to a big ancient but tree. But then, you know, they wake up in the morning and the tree's gone. And they're like, well, what the fuck? You know, we we're out there. We we're dancing with Totoro. And, you know, but then they look and the trees have started growing. So it's very much it's presented like childlike imagination, but in a visual form. It's just it's. Yeah. And eventually there is conflict. It's It's shockingly conflict free through most of it up until the very end, which plays in its favor but it never feels like it's it's hard to explain but it, it is i mean it's, I, just, it's a it's a just a holy i mean authentic feeling kids movie i mean it just happens to be animated i mean it's just it's really about these two sisters and and i would say like the closest parallel i would i would give it would be like almost like how del toro sees the world through something like pan's labyrinth or uh um, what's the orphanage one? No, he didn't actually make that one, but like Devil's Backbone, things like oh, that. Yeah. Like just like the way, yeah. like way, way kids see things, and like, mm-hmm. is it real? Is it not? Is it a child imagination? And it's the blurred line in between all of that. And it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's fascinating and fantastic. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I just everything about it is like, there's, there's like not really any. There's like never really like a single weird anime thing about it. Like, no. The closest you get is like the the little girl's face, like early on when she's trying to find the dust gremlins in the house. Sure, and like they do the exaggerated mouth and all that stuff. Well, I'm but just it's, saying, like, but I mean, it's not like any of the yeah weird anime behaviors, right. so to speak, as far as like oh, what the hell was that? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's just, never that sort of moment. Like in it. all the characters are just like super interesting. Even like people have like one line, like just like they feel like real people that you would come across, and yeah. like how a child would interact with them, like how a child would come up and be like. Hi, stranger. I you obviously know everything about me because that's the way a child thinks. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mm-hmm. walk up and just start talking, to you, and people are genuinely like, "Uh, <laughs> what?" <laughs> like, you know. So I don't know. It's just it's it's fascinating and, and good. Hmm. But yeah, the, this this is a fantastic animated movie. This is a hundred percent worth seeing, mm-hmm. without a doubt. And the U.S. dub is really good. Yep. I don't know how the Japanese original is or any of that, but they they did right by it for the U.S. stuff. Indeed. And I'm pretty sure all that stuff just got re-released on Blu-ray. Yeah, a couple of years back, I think. Okay. Yeah, because I, I remember seeing like the Disney mm-hmm. slip covers. I was I was watching all like the 2003 DVD versions. Gotcha. So. Yeah, I know they've been out of print for a while, and I had some of them unopened. Man. Go figure. <laughs> God, had you some cash, son. Uh, apparently, yeah. they're worth quite a lot of money. Go figure. So hey, speaking of Disney. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, that's right. You've got some anime. I got a little something to talk about. Yeah. Uh, I watched a movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Formerly on the list. No longer on the list. What? 1990s. DuckTales, the movie. Woohoo. Yeah. Why was it on the list for 1990? 1990, when we were going to do our <sighs> animation joke for 1990. Yeah. That was one of like the two animated movies in 1990. Uh, all I got to say about it is I don't get the DuckTales thing at all. I don't get it. Wait, what? Like, I, ever? No, I've never seen an episode of it. And watching the movie, I'm like, people like this. Okay, I know this the seems, theme song. Yeah, this Woo. seems like just the most basic, nothing, I, no memorable anything about this. I think you had to have been a child. Yeah, when DuckTales I, was I, you were not a child. To, to I, I don't yeah. disagree with that. But I yeah. can watch Animaniacs right now and laugh my fucking ass off. 
Well, there's a there's a difference. I mean, there's a there's a, a big difference. Like there was a different target age One's for Animaniacs. Good. Yeah, but they were both on at the same time. No, but, they but, were, but, I mean, but, but Warner but, Brothers Animation but, or the, the 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 Looney Tunes stable, which Animaniacs is a spinoff thereof, has always been about duality. It's been for kids and adults. I know. At the same I'm not. Time. I'm not trying to make it a thing. I'm not saying like fuck your fuck your dick, Ducktales bullshit. Fuck your memories. Animaniacs is the way to go. I'm just saying like I I just don't get it. Yeah. I, like, I mean, you know, in the last like year, there's been like this weird DuckTales resurgence where everyone's just like, fuck, yeah. Oh, I love DuckTales. But because people are just getting nostalgic. About <laughs> I know it. it's a I 90s know. thing that people are nostalgic about. I know. Um, I mean, you do get the goddamn theme song stuck in your head. And thankfully, they wait till the end credits to play it. Um, Woo. Yeah. Uh, and then I just start singing freeze frame because it kind of has the same it cadence is. to it. It just always morphs in my head into freeze frame, and then that makes it better. Um, I, I will say, it, you know, Christopher Lloyd's the bad guy in this. That's one thing it has going for it. Oh, star of food fight. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Rip Taylor is in this movie <laughs> as the genie. Uh, I would I would enjoy uh, Slaughter's Rip Torn better, but you know, it's yeah, fun. yeah. That, would, that would be interesting. In the you know, he's like a duck racist. But if you want an animated Rip Taylor genie acting like rip taylor basically hmm. it's in this it's short it's like 70 minutes some of the animation is nice but pfft, i don't get it all right yeah like like i said you have to yeah you I would know. have had to grow you up with it and it's nostalgia for I know. It. yeah I and know. it's so it's just you... aimed specifically at a younger audience yeah. with more base did you never watch any of the 80s slash 90s disney Never seen TV Tailspin, stuff? never seen Rescue Rangers, none of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, but I mean, like, going back, you like, never even saw Gummy Bears? Bouncing no. here and there. I was no. saying, like, from there forward is, like, it. the thing is, is like, I, I don't know if they're the best thing ever, but, like, animation quality, they were leaps and bounds above what oh, yeah. everyone else was doing, which was, like, of what was on which was, like, still backgrounds and, you know, yes. animated every other frame stuff, usually, I, I was, or reused animation. As I was watching this, I was surprised at the quality of animation. I was like, this... I'm because it wasn't an actual Disney product. It was like a they there was some subsidiary of Disney that they created to do like these movies. Point of Vista Entertainment. It was some weird like Disney Tunes or Disney Vision or some shit. So I was like, oh, this is gonna be just the worst animation ever. But it was it was nice. There was some some very nice animation in it. But man, I just I don't know. Uncle Scrooge is a dick. Oh yeah, <laughs> some miserly dick. I don't know how he's the star of anything. Um, I love that we bring up Ducktales in our live stream chat. Has just gone typed out. They, they went nuts with the with the theme song. They just all Nobody, in order. Well, I went with the next line because I thought no one else was going to get it, and someone else typed at the same time. Nobody cares about one of the best animated movies we've ever seen. But Chuck mentions Ducktales. Everybody's like, go oh, fucking motherfucker, wild. Ducktales. Well, it's hard. It, to be fair, it's really hard to sing that uh, Totoro song or yeah. Totoro because it's kind of fucking terrible. But the rest of the movie's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I always want to say Totoro, but it's Totoro. Yeah, it is Totoro. Totoro. So, yeah, that's my contribution this week. Oh, thanks, Chuck. Yeah, no Glad problem. you guys got in the anime spirit. I did. I I wanted to watch one. <laughs> yeah. I watched my neighbor Totoro. God damn it. I guess I, I guess I have. Th- I don't like good things. <laughs> I guess I have to try to cram three in before before next week, if possible, because I want to watch Paprika, and I've always wanted to dive into the Miyazaki movies, mm-hmm. and I don't want to be too late. The Miyazaki movies, yeah. No, I'm going to go in well, whichever. There will be more. I've about, watched anime before. I can. There will be more about. Paprika I can later. watch anime. All right. I don't need a. I don't need a primer. I'm not. A, I'm not a child. Damn it. <laughs> 
Easy. Well, all right. Take it easy. <laughs> I, the way you're getting all upset, I, I question this. Yeah. I just a... have to get my point across. All right. Before I get shut down again. <laughs> Man. Now, well, We'll get to the paprika thing in uh, our email section here. Oh, all right. Oh, man. Which, Half number three. Yeah. Like I said, we're going to call this 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 email segment. Anime fans have opinions. Hmm. So we're going to start with Matt. Okay. Who uh, says, sorry, guys. I spent way too many years between the early 90s and the early 2010s as part of an even nerdier subgroup of anime fandom. No, not cosplayers. To go without responding to y'all's lineup on Ant Japan and May. <laughs> You're welcome to ignore everything that falls as the ramblings of a misspent youth. Uh-huh. Scott from Dallas seems to be doing right by y'all, but it's interesting that the crazy visuals theme could just as easily be labeled anime dead ends. There's a lot of anime art flicks, but in recent years, they rarely have any money behind them, leading to repetitive or ugly animation or completely indecipherable stories jammed into too little space. Paprika, though, is the exception. Its director, Satoshi Kon, was an undisputed genius. His four films, Perfect Blue, Millennium Actress, Tokyo Godfathers, and Paprika, and one series, Paranoia Agent, are legitimate cinema above and beyond anime and pointed the way to a new renaissance in the medium, especially since unique among the great anime directors, he was born after 1950. Unfortunately, shortly after finishing Paprika, he tragically and unexpectedly died with him gone. Current anime is in the hands of just a few grandmasters like Miyazaki who are all approaching extreme old age. Redline, on the other hand, was supposed to save anime quote unquote for better than 10 years. Anime had fallen into the dark specter of Moe a genre best summarized as creepy underage romance with a girl dying of cancer. <laughs> Basically the opposite of a Banff cast movie. Oh, so Nicholas Sparks? Uh, sounds oh. like it. John Green books, but on but anime. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Sorry, I missed up there. <laughs> yeah. Budgets dropped out and anime directors got over-designed to disguise... Actually... Yeah. Budgets dropped out and anime characters got over-designed to disguise how little anyone moved anymore. Then came Redline, which seemed to a reinvigoration of stupid fun, high production values, 80s action, the entire sci-fi genre, and hyperactive comedy. Folks said this was the turning point away from Moe, back to the stuff the old fans loved. Nine years on, and we're still waiting for that turn to actually happen. A good pair to start out with, and I'm glad y'all liked them. From the categories you mentioned, I'm betting I can guess the next couple, and they're going to be more trying, I think. Crash and Burn, MC Out, sent from my Hello Kitty brand, All This Lamp. P.S. Did Chuck ever actually watch the item, or did we succeed in scaring him away from it? <laughs> the item is still on the list. On the list. On the list. On the list. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, but what he was saying about Redline is how it felt to me when I was watching it. Based, like, as I was watching it, taking in everyone's opinions who had been thrusting it upon us, who were saying, like, this is this saved anime, this is the thing. It felt like that. It felt like, look at this glorious thing we can make. Uh, kind of how like Super 8 felt like this. Hey, movies don't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Let's do one of these and bring back this resurgence of that kind of movie. Yeah. Um, you remember how Spielberg looked in 82? Yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. It was just like, oh, movies, they don't even look like this anymore. There's no lens flares. There's no, there's just things never happen like that. That's Redline felt to me like that. It was like, man, you anime guys have, have been in a sorry state for a long time. Check this shit out. This is a return to form. Mm-hmm. That's how it felt when I was watching it. That's why I can appreciate it because it was like, yeah. okay, this seems like a, a well, quality you can tell product. there's a budget behind it. Yeah, exactly. Like there's no keyframe bullshit. No, I mean, it's no. like looks like everyone hand animated every frame of that. Mm-hmm. So that long awkward segment of boobs was well drawn. <laughs> <laughs> it was also awkward. Anyway, uh, next one was from Pete. Uh, who says, hey, you animaniacs, here are the facts. That's Japanimaniacs. Well, 
Anyway. Baloney in our slacks. Yes. <laughs> anyway, See, I edited this up. down because Pete had opinions, and he had about 45 <laughs> minutes worth of email reading opinions. So. All right. But he makes some good points here that I'm going to kind of summarize. All right. But he says, hey, guys, it's Pete from the Sleepy West of the Woody East. It's been a long time, and I'd like to add some clarification to, or perhaps nerd-splaining, about the two anime movies you watched last episode. I'm not an otaku. That's Japan, Japan speak for obsessive geek, mm. usually an anime fan. Mm-hmm. We know that. But I almost married one. I know this stuff, but I'm not blind to its faults. When watching a movie, context helps or hurts a lot. Example, if you thought you were viewing a historically accurate movie about Vietnam and watched Apocalypse Now, wouldn't you say, what in the hell was that? Eh, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Scott from Dallas guides you to some good stuff, but without the right context. See, I told you I might nerdsplain. The context. Paprika is the fourth and last film by Satoshi Khan, who tried tragically at 46. His style was a cross between Kubrick and Christopher Nolan. That's not hyperbole. He would use animation to put a character's mental state into the scene, having memories and ideas actually take form. The guy was an incredibly talented auteur, and I usually hate that word, and Paprika is his most visually ambitious movie. It's also his weirdest story and really a bad place to start. The equivalent is, hey, you've never seen a Coen Brothers movie? Here, watch Barton Fink. (laughs) Here are his explanations uh, of Khan's other three movies, which I've kind of summarized here. He says, Perfect Blue. It's Black Swan with crazier visuals. Yes, I said crazier. Disturbing, but amazing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Millennium Actress. Think Christopher Nolan directing a Nicholas Sparks story and thereby making it actually good. All right. <laughs> Third movie, Tokyo Godfathers. Number 61 on the Rotten Tomatoes list of 75 best animated films of all time. Ooh. A remake, remake slash homage of John Ford's 1948 film, Three Godfathers. In tone, think, oh, brother, where art thou? Okay. okay. Uh, you have my attention. Yeah. No. Yeah. But he says, uh, so I'm not trying to just the tip you into Naruto or whatever <laughs> other direct is selling shiny boob Harry Potter ninja wish fulfillment to insecure teenage boys. Fuck that noise. <laughs> Satoshi Khan would probably be as well regarded as Miyazaki or even Kurosawa if he'd lived longer. And I think he stands with, <laughs> with Western art house directors for what he did. I can't recommend him enough. Just don't start with Paprika. Yeah, we already did. Well, cool. there you go. It right. was almost Millennium Actress. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, when we were putting together the list, Millennium Actress came on and off the list. But I, th- I think it's still somewhere else. In the I, list. I think I need to see Perfect Blue now. It sounds pretty good, doesn't yeah. it? I want to see the uh, two Godfathers. Three Godfathers, three. Godfathers three, we three. Yes, we three Godfathers. Tokyo <laughs> Godfathers. Tokyo Godfathers. Tokyo that Godfathers. sounds dope. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he says, as for Redline, it's a satire of 70s action anime like Star Blazers and Speed Racer. So when you talk about the glowing lines, crazy action, anime as fuck parts, those are intentionally crazy, <laughs> but not in a snide hipster way. The movie's saying that this stuff is goofy and awesome. There's no winking at the camera. Here's a better mindset to watch the movie. It's Star Wars with Han replaced by a badass 50s greaser, the Millennium Falcon replaced with a sweet muscle car, and the plot replaced with an episode of Wacky Races. Or <laughs> well, Cannonball go. Run uh-huh. in space! We Sashay turn, Pete out, sent from the radio of my sweet Trans Am 20,000 slash Dream Invasion machine. Oh, 20,000, nice. not 2,000. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, was That's it 20,000? I don't know. Future. Apparently, according to him, I'm going to go with uh, our otaku friend over there. Yeah. And and he had a lot more stuff in there about Redline as far as like, you know, satire, spoofs and that sort of thing and the mm-hmm. difference between them. And he he felt that it felt it fell firmly as a satire where it's it's making fun of something but doing it straight-faced and also trying to be that thing at the same time. Sure. So, that's kind of satire. Yeah. But but he said that's why he feels he felt that Redline's a good a good Explanate yeah, a good uh, example of a satire anime film. Hmm. Okay, but yeah, but uh, Scott, you know, we put Scott helped me put together a list. I kind of gave him ones where I was like, "All right, I'm watching this. Give me something to pair with it." Right, and 
He did, but he, I picked the order that I was going to watch them each week because it was a matter of getting a hold of them, which, mm-hmm. as I've learned, getting anime, like, movies, kind of a pain in the ass. Like, if you want an anime series, it's like, all right, Crunchyroll or Hulu, they're all there. Any of that other stuff, it's like, uh Yeah. I hope you bought the DVD or whatever, or you can get a copy of the DVD, because... Yeah. Does yeah. Netflix... Netflix still does discs. I wonder if... They do. I wonder if they have a bunch of anime crap. Uh, <laughs> pardon the... Pardon the um, turn of phrase. They might... Um, I mean, I know... I just... I did a cursory search of, like, just... Okay, let me look up, like, the staples of anime. Let me, let me find who's streaming Akira. The Office Supplies? Nobody is streaming Akira. It's like, why the fuck not? That's the anime. Yeah. That's like the anime. I could swear <laughs> I saw it on Netflix for like years. It probably like was. Like on streaming for they, just they years used to and have years a and years. giant anime catalog that's gone now. Yeah. Like it, yeah there's still like, some there, but... Anyway. I'm sure there's a lot God of like... Funimation. A lot of rights holders and all that oh, sure. sort of stuff. Like who who owns this now? Yeah. You know? And it just... Some of it's a pain in the ass to get. So it, last week was pretty much like fuck okay i've got these two movies they, this is what i'm watching and it was kind of like that this week too and i think i've got all of next week's mm-hmm. already finally but yeah and there's some that scott's like you probably won't be able to find this so i'll mail you my copy if you really want to see it so there were some i passed on for that just because i was like no i'm not gonna go through that hassle because if it gets lost in the mail then i feel really bad because again it's a pain in the ass to get a hold of a lot of this stuff yeah yeah but yeah so don't don't blame scott like for like Oh, you you started at the wrong place or any of that. Yeah, no, he was just helping out. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm watching Redline because you sent me a copy and <laughs> right. I feel really guilty about that. Yeah. And Paprika, I mean, again, I'm it's not like I'm Yeah, an, we didn't hate it or anything. I'm not an anime virgin. This is not like I'm not like new to this whole shit. I mean, you know, I kinda am. Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> yeah. just saying like I was I was prepared. I mean, maybe not completely prepared for where that movie went, but not in like a I never thought it went like in a bad way. I, I mean Oh yeah. I'll be honest, I I don't think I've sat through the whole thing, but I've seen like weird shit like Legend of the Overfiend, at least parts of it. Where mm. I was like I've seen the weird shit. You know, so like anything remotely normal like that, I was like, all right, yeah, it's all right. (laughs) Yeah, there was one that we're we're actually going to do the Giver. We talked about it, like how everyone when we did the Giver episode, the live action one, it like five bagged the shit out of that terrible, terrible movie. And we're like, oh, maybe we should do the anime the Giver just to kind of like make up for that. And like the Wikipedia entry specifically says this is the first instance of tentacle porn. (laughs) We're like. All right, I guess we're not doing the Giver. Or, or no, tentacle tentacle rape. rape. Not tentacle porn. Yeah. We were like, yeah, let's not do that one. No. I think we're going to skip the tentacle stuff. Thanks. Yep. So I've seen it. I don't remember that, but then again, like I said, I've seen <laughs> I a lot of weird that. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some shit, man. You were in the shit. Oh, I, I was in the shit. <laughs> man, anime. Mm-hmm. No. Japanime. <gasps> Get Japanimation. it right. Animation. No, Japan May. Japan May. So, <laughs> so Chuck, I might be able to get you in for next week. You gonna get me in? Sexy. It's big ass robot fighting week. I'm in. There you go. What do we got? <laughs> it's barf I, week. You'll you'll Secret find titles? out. Okay, yeah. fantastic. You'll find I'm, out. I'm totally in. Because I know if I say it, yeah. people will be emailing. Like, no, don't watch that no, one. No, watch no, this no. one instead. And it's like, no. Yeah. Here's what we got. There's uh, look. I, I love everybody. I you're all great. No, you don't. Listen, you fucking hate especially everything. listeners of wow, this show. When you start it like that, I love you guys really. But there is a weird fucking thing when you mention anime to someone who likes anime, they instantly start trying to give you anime. You know why? <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell you my 
my guess, my educated guess okay. from, from people that I have known that have loved anime. There are not a whole, like, there are a whole lot of people that like it, but mm-hmm. there are not a whole, like, as a, I think as a community at large, there people aren't. don't feel like they're, like, they're connecting with a whole bunch of anime people. So when somebody sees that you're interested in it, they're like, oh, please share this thing that I love. Like, I, this is the thing that I love and I want to have somebody to talk to about it. Please let me, let me guide you into this because I think you might really like it and let me, let yeah. me help you give it a chance. And I get that. It's just, man, you could put money on it. It's strange. Yeah, I mean, I, I the rationale, I understand it, but it's just like, you know, I was thinking about watching some anime. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me steer you towards this thing over here. I got yeah. these discs I'll give you. I'm like, hey, oh, hi, hang on. <laughs> I, I think it's the whole, like, new fans. Like, Maybe. somebody new. I can educate them on all this stuff. I can mold them into yeah. my own image. No, I mean, <laughs> to, be, to be fair, I'm not, I, I, I will take this beyond. I, I know this is not relegated simply to the hardcore of the anime fans mm-hmm. because anybody who's a fan of whatever yep wants to get people into that and I, and don't don't get me wrong i mean i i've i've been i i will i would usually take it as far as like hey i think you should watch this and maybe mention it again mm-hmm. you know and then I, I drop it like if you don't care whatever I'll, i did my best to sell it but like i know people like you know i guess if there's a closest community i was part of it'd be like you know the the hopeful people that thought Firefly was going to get resurrected and like there were people out there that had like a second copy of the series that that was their literally their loner copy like here take this and watch it right Mm -hmm. I'm like really like (laughs) I mean that's 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 going a little far I'm just saying like that's you're now becoming a pusher that's you might as well be an evangelical you know religious person just going on I have to tell you about this It's it's very it's very similar. I'm just saying it's very similar. Like I am super into this. Let me tell you about it, and maybe you can join our little cult too. I just feel like like every episode of of Curb Your Enthusiasm was Larry David loaning people his DVD copy of Sour Grapes. Like, please watch this movie Mm -hmm. I made. Like that just seemed to be the whole thing. It's like just constantly just pushing this on people, and it was I don't know. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, I understand you're you're so excited about thing that when someone else mentions thing, you're like, oh, my God, dude, let me share with you the thing that I love. Yeah. But it just it's so odd to me. Like I can mention, like I was thinking about maybe collecting baseball cards. No one's going to hand me a bunch of baseball cards. Nobody but- collects baseball cards anymore. <laughs> right. It's because they're worth zero negative dollars. That's true. Yeah, now, the only people that collect baseball cards are people who actually care about baseball, which Ew. is the weirdest kind of person. <laughs> I mean, forget, anime people. forget yeah. anime people. people. Sorry, baseball people- fans. People that are still on board with baseball, man. That's anime fans, <laughs> baseball fans. They're right. waiting for that. They're waiting for the next strike. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be the one. <laughs> then they're out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, they've had two. The well, <laughs> baseball's weirdly become like just like a local thing. Has ba- it? Yeah. Like if you live in a town where there's a where there's baseball, team, people give a shit. Oh, sure, because Big it's time. an excuse to go drink. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I'll go to a baseball game. I don't. Yeah, no, I'm not going to buy. Like, I would never buy a fucking season ticket to baseball had I the inclination or the oh, money. Oh yeah, because well, most of us have jobs in one home game. That's a yeah. fucking prison sentence. <laughs> most of us have jobs. We can't go to like a double header that starts at 8 a.m. or whatever. Right, and may last till two in the morning because it's the 14th <laughs> inning with no runs scored. We've got a minor league team in town and. It's like who the fuck would go to a minor no, league baseball those, game? Those are fun. Those games are great. They're Nobody fun, gives Chuck, a shit. You just go and drink they're beer. Drinking, <laughs> right? But that's you just go and sit and just 
watch something happen for a while. It's a good way to waste yeah. time. And that's the thing in this town, and, and I guarantee you, that's the thing in every town. Is whenever there's something, people are like, "Sweet, let's go to that. We can drink there." That's the thing. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just sure. Yeah. I don't even know how hey, we got here. Fuck baseball. <laughs> that's anime. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we can drink here. <laughs> anime. That that's the tran- that's the actual translation of anime. Yes, yes. we can drink here. <laughs> anime. Anime. It's Japanese for you can drink here. <laughs> yes. And I drinkers get it now. drinkers are known as otakus. <laughs> oh, I see. Huh. <laughs> yeah, all of that. Yeah. So anyway, Japan and May will continue next week. That was sweet. Giant ass robot fighting week. That was just a bit outside of the original talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, contact information, BJ, please. Well, that's pretty easy. BMF at BMFcast.com. Go to BMFcast.com, which is the website uh, on the right hand side. There are a bunch of buttons. You can click them and then they will take you to. F- you can click them and they will take you to fabulous places like more of us. <laughs> Yes. But also, you can give us a call on the Garfield phone, 910-5-JOX-BMF or 910-556-9263. Yeah. Perfect. Right on. Yeah. More of us. Hey, patreon.com slash BMFcast. Yeah, that's part of the buttons on the right hand side. Oh, is it? Yeah. I just thought I specifically mentioned that one. I should make an anime stretch goal. We'll just make so much money. Like, hey, help us buy the anime. Oh, God. Double our profits. (laughs) You know, the anime. Hey, kids. Where do you get your anime? <laughs> we want to see some of the anime. Yeah. Gonna help buy, us. Gonna buy help us an anime. You get it on the line? Yeah. I need a bump of paprika. <laughs> I get it off the internet. All right. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? Please. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Banffcast Out. <laughs>